0: You're listening to another episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast with your host, the main event player, the Super C-Kid himself, Furman Taurus, the god among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, Walking God's Green Earth, and this episode is sponsored by Richest Billiards, 5815 Weber, Not Your Average Heroes, The Legend Continues, and also sponsored by Emo Night, and we begin the show right now. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. As we speak, I'm your host and made a better player, the super seat kid himself, the god of my gods, the king of my kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And now I can eat, breathe easy. Now I can relax, I could chill out for now because now this episode no longer, and you got a taste of it from the last episode, and now you're going to get a taste of it again. In this episode, because now I don't have to worry about having to deal with the same old going through one hour and then adding everything in that one hour and then I'm done. That's not going to happen because now I get to do multiple segments on this episode. So now you're going to hear everything from the main event in this episode. And the episode is entitled, believe it or not, it's called... Here's the weather forecast. And what I mean by that is, we're going to talk about what's going to happen live this Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite because AEW winter is coming, featuring the AEW. World Championship match. That will be decided as Hangman Adam Page defends the championship against Bryan Danielson. Of course, MJF will go one-on-one against Dante Martin. We've got two women that are going to be competing against each other, Hikaru Shira and uh, Serena Deeb. And let's see. I think there's another matchup we've got on there, but we'll talk about that as winter is coming. That's going to happen live this coming Wednesday night, we're going to talk about not only those matches, but my prediction about what's going to happen and much more. And plus a couple of other things that's going to happen in AEW Dynamite as well. Also, final battle was this past Saturday night. And if you guys had an opportunity to check it out, you know what's up. Huge surprises, big surprises, including a couple of Titans. Well, one Titan anyway. And also, a surprise tag team made an appearance over at the final battle pay-per-view. And also several special appearances, including former Ring of Honor alumni's CM Punk, Brian Danielson, The Young Bucks and Adam Cole, there were a couple of others that came out in this event. It should be great. Cannot wait to check it out. Also, Rich's Billiards, we're going to be adding some of their events and everything else like that. Big events coming, including Krampus Night coming up this coming Saturday night, December 18th. And also another event that's going to happen on Friday, September 17th. What is it? You'll know what it is. And more importantly, I know Homestar Runner. Knows what it is quite well, because he was the one that brought it up up to me and everything else like that, so... Should be epic. Also, we got some latest wrestling news going on, including Somebody Got Married! Yes, Somebody Got Married and everything else like that. More updates on day one that's gonna happen live Saturday, January 1st. Live on pay-per-view, which should be epic and everything else like that, so... That's all we're going to be covering on this episode of the Mavet Town Podcast. And like I said before, the good thing is, the good thing is I don't have to worry about having to deal with the fact that, you know, once I do this, uh, once I do the show, then that's it. You know, I don't have to worry about going through, you know, having to put everything in one segment and then all of a sudden, you know, what you call it? You know, once I put the segment together, then all of a sudden, that's it. I'm done. Cause that's what i've been that's what i've been doing the last few episodes because every time i do an episode of the main event talk podcast i always i've always added everything in one hour i realize now about you know because we've talked about this on the last episode on the on the episode entitled um what you call it what what, what was the title called oh i figured it out yes that's what the the deal is called and everything else like that. So now I don't have to worry about dealing with that shit anymore. Because now I could put any segment I want. Any segment. That means I could talk about Ring of Honor's final battle on one side. Or I could talk about Rich's Billiards on another side. I could even talk about Winners Coming on the next side. Because it's not going to take an entire hour. It's going to take a lot longer than an hour. And you know what's even good about me doing all this? I can actually put some music on now. Yeah, I can put some music on, can I? So, what do I want to put on? What What have I? What can I put on that could be great? Uh, wait a minute. You know what? I just thought about this. I know exactly what I want to put on, and I put this on. Um, as a matter of fact, I put this on over there at Rich's... Not at Rich Spirits, I'm sorry. I put this on on my Facebook. Yeah, I put this on my Facebook, not on my Facebook, on my Instagram. As a matter of fact, let's see, we know that Final Battle, because we're going to be talking about that in a moment, I decided I was going to put on something very, very special. Because Final Battle, you know, they were going to have their last pay-per-view, they're going to be having their last matches, every championship is on the line here. Oh, and by the way, and just to go ahead and get this out of the way, uh, some breaking news uh, Bandino, and I, and I, even though I didn't mention this on the episode, I'm going to mention it right here, right now, since we're starting, uh, Bandito was scheduled to defend the, uh, the Ring of Honor World Championship against Jonathan Gresham, but due to the fact that Jonathan Gresham, I'm sorry, uh, due to the fact that Bandino was, um, I believe he was diagnosed with, well, di- not diagnosed, but... He had COVID-19, so there was no way for him to make the travel restrictions and everything, so he ended up staying home with the Ring of Honor world title. So they went ahead and changed the matchup with um, Jonathan Gresham going up against a former Ring of Honor world champion, and not to mention the fact that he is a current AEW superstar, Jay Lethal. He was agreed upon to take on Jonathan Gresham, and then we weren't sure if this was going to be an AE, uh, a World Heavyweight Championship match or if it's just going to be a one-on-one match and then they announced it, it is official. We'll talk about this later on. The Ring of Honor, the old Ring of Honor Championship, will be decided as Jonathan Gresham goes one-on-one against a former Foundation member, Jay Lethal, and they're competing for the old-school Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. So... There was one song that was going to be particularly good that that I, I'm sure you're going to like it. I'm hoping Ring of Honor likes it. Um, when I played this song, I put all the matches on Instagram, on my Instagram stories. And when you go to them, you'll listen to that particular song. Now, just in case you don't know what the song is called, it's from Hate Breed. This is a song, live for this. And trust me, I know everybody was living for this Because they live for this. They live and breathe professional wrestling. They live and breathe for Ring of Honor. They do whatever they can and everything else like that. They've been around for over 20 years and they're still kicking ass. But like I I said on the last episode, there's a possibility that it may not come back on April of 2022. Or it may come back. But one thing's for certain. I know that all those Ring of Honor superstars, they put their heart and their soul on the line. And they were living for this at Final Battle. This is Live For This from Hatebreed.
1: God never dies, forever block, 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 forever for. forever block, forever block, for this, for this, for this, for this If you don't live for something, you'll die for nothing What well, we have are enough possessions we own It's not weighed by greed or personal okay? gain This is real, our desire for freedom We support for a world that imagined Every drop of blood, every bitter tear Every beat of sweat, I live for this Every drop of blood, every bitter tear I'm of sweat, I live for this, I'm of blood, I'm made of jewel, of sweat, I live for this, I'm of blood, i of sweat, I live for i live for this. For this. <laughs>
0: Hatebreed with the song Live For This off the album The Rise Of Brutality. That's one of my favorite Hatebreed albums of all time right there. I mean, that was like, you know, uh, when I was putting together the whole thing for my my stories on Instagram, I, I was trying to figure out, OK, how am I? Because usually when I get everyone pumped up for a wrestling event, I mean, I don't just pump them up just because of the event. I got to add some music to it. So when I go to my Instagram, I go ahead and add something that could probably work. So I figured, okay, well, this song may work or this song may work. Because while while, while things like WWE goes ahead and decides they want to go ahead and put a theme song together, I mean, it works, but then again, it's like, okay, why is that song there? And, And why does it get me, you're getting me to dance. You're not getting me to want to be a part of this event. You need me to be a part of this event. So when Final Battle was coming up, I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put this event. I'm going to go ahead and put this song with this event because it worked out. So I thought, fuck it. I'll go ahead and put the hate breed song on. I'll put Live for This because it, it fits perfectly because of of the circumstances beyond, you know, Ring of Honor's control. But, man, uh, if you want to listen to some more hate breed, get a chance to listen to it on YouTube. Get a chance to listen on Spotify or wherever it is you find your favorite music so final battle first started uh right around I would say six o'clock uh those of you that had a chance to look at the um the one hour show that happened uh the final battle uh event because they they started the uh the first hour with three matches that took place in uh, the Final Battle one-hour event on YouTube. So it started with The Righteous, the members of The Righteous, Vincent Bateman and Dutch, uh, taking on Shane Taylor Promotions, and this will be for the Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Now, each of the championship matches that you're going to you know, look into and and know this will be the last and final time that these titles will be recognized. So either Shane Taylor Taylor Promotions is going to walk away with the tag team titles or The Righteous will walk away with the tag team gold. So I saw the match. I saw some of it. Um, I didn't get a chance to see part of this uh, event that happened on YouTube because I was uh, busy trying to... Uh, I had a friend of mine um that came over here, a good friend of mine, Roman, who was um who was telling me he was on his way to my house. And I told him, Well, that's some good timing because I was gonna I was gonna probably drink some beer and watch the event also as it took place. So went ahead, got it done, you know, and you know, got the beer, and then Roman and I went over to H B, you know, drank some beer at my house, and uh we got a chance to watch watch Ring of Honor as it began. So the matchup with the Righteous against uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, the winners of the match. I saw some of it. I didn't see all of it. Um, I saw the. I saw it the the next day because it, you know I did see the YouTube special, but I didn't see the full version of it. So I just want to go ahead and you know get this out of the way. So the winners, a new and last, at least for the time being, Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Champions. The righteous Vincent and uh, Vincent Bateman and Dutch, they defeated the team of Shane Taylor Promotions of Con Moses and O Shane Edwards. So, great matchup there. Um, what a way to! And, and the good thing is about these matches. About these matches was each one, each one had a happy ending to it, and 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 it all. It all culminates, you know, with the final pay-per-view, the final, you know, event that, you know, takes place, you know, on that event. So, and what I mean by that basically is when the match is over, usually you would see the the champion or the challenger distraught or or someone get excited about the championship and walk away. But each of these matches that you look at very, very closely, it ends with a handshake and a hug because they know that this is the last time and they know that this is going to be the conclusion to what, you know, what took place and everything. So, The Righteous wins. They are the last Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champions. So, congratulations go out to them. The next matchup was for the six-woman tag team match. It features the members of the Allure And Miranda Lies, Miranda Lees, I think that's what it is, going up against the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champions of the Hex of Allison Kaye and Marty Bell with Chelsea Green on their side. Now, I saw part of this matchup right when I was walking in uh, to the house because as soon as we got done, we were. We were at the store, we came over, we were drinking some beers outside, and then we looked at the time and everything, and it was like already about that time, so we went ahead and switched over to YouTube, and right as we were getting into it, we saw part of the matchup and everything else like that. Um, Great match, dig what it was, Uh, women put on a fantastic show, Uh, the winners of the matchup were um, Miranda... Miranda lies and uh, members of the Allure, Angelina Love and Mandy Leone, they defeated the team of Chelsea Green and uh, the the Hex of um, Allison K and Marty Bell, and. Uh, as as uh as I mentioned, everyone was gonna be doing handshakes and all that stuff. The women went ahead and they all did the whole group hug thing, and that was pretty cool, you know, dig time was and stuff. And um <laughs> it was kind of funny how uh, I was noticing Allison Kay right there, where she goes ahead and she's basically just uh, like well, she wanted to hug, but she didn't want to be touched that much, you know. So I saw her saw her pull away and stuff like that there. So there was a couple of a couple of segments that came in there. There was one where, um, and I think you'll hear this later on, uh, Jonathan Gresham gave his gave his thoughts about the 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 last and final pay per view, about how Ring of Honor this will be the final and last pay per view for two thousand twenty one and you know, a whole uncertainty. Is there going to be a future for Ring of Honor in 2022? Is it going to take place? What's going to go down? We don't know. We we don't know what's going to happen, so it should be interesting. Another one where uh let's see, I think the, the next point that I remember was right after the women's tag team match was over, the Briscoes had gave their talk, which I'll I'll play that for you guys later on uh, during the tag team match uh, between the Briscoes and the OGK, which we will talk about in the next segment. And then came, uh, let's see, uh, an interview with EC3. Uh, Well, actually, let's start with this one. Um, Originally, there was supposed to be a six-man tag team matchup that was going to take place on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view final battle. But apparently, let's see, Rocky Romero was supposed to... um, come out and he was going to do commentary and then all of a sudden here comes violence unlimited saying that you know you know we don't really need John commentary why don't you come tag with us and Rocky Romero accepted so he's now with violence unlimited and then of course EC3 was trying to um you know say something about this and everything uh saying he had a warning and then here comes the other half of the six-man tag team matchup, which now has been changed to an eight-man tag. So just to kind of get this out of the way, on one side you got Violence Unlimited. It's Brody King, Homicide, uh, Tony Debbitt, and now Rocky Romero, who will now be taking on the team of... Let's see if I can put this all together, and let's see if it's here somewhere. Yes, it consists of the team of Brody King, Homicide, Tony debit and Rocky Romero with Chris with Chris Dickinson in their corner, teaming up, and they will take on EC3 because he come he becomes a part of it now. Uh Taylor Russ, Tracy Williams, and Alaya Isom. So it went from being a six-man tag team match to an eight-man tag team match. So that's what happened. Speaking of tag matches, the next matchup that took place we saw is a 10-man tag team matchup, which consists of members of on one, let's see, on one side, uh, we got PJ Black, Flip Gordon, uh Brian Malonas. Brian Malonos, or I think members of the Bear City Bru- the Bear City Bruiser and um world famous CB and I've talked about this before Uh, world famous CB is well obviously we know what CB is called but just in case anybody doesn't know what CB is it's world famous cheeseburger yes world famous CB is is cheeseburger that's what it is cheeseburger (laughs) give me a damn prick so they took on they took on the team of LSG, Sledge, Max the Impaler, and believe it or not, it's a woman, Max the Impaler, uh DeMatica Flamita, and Will Will Ferrara with Amy Rose in their corner. Now also and just to bring this up a special commentator was supposed to have been Rocky Romero but it didn't happen. So the special guest on there was none other than Dan Housing. Uh most of you guys that have heard about who this Dan has, Housing character is, he's a guy that he he basically is like um he's like a skinny version of Sting. He claims he's evil, he claims he's 700 years old. Well, at least we think he's 700 years old and everything. But anyway, and also, I think you may have heard the story about, uh, and I think I may need to get into the story a little bit more, about how his his leg broke in two. His leg broke in two, so he will not be able to be... uh, He was, and he admitted this on the Wrestling Observer Live. I'll probably uh, talk about that later on when I get the opportunity. He admitted that he wanted to be a part of the final battle pay-per-view. And if he wanted to take... uh, And if he wanted to be competing he wanted to take on the world television champion which was dalton castle which we will talk about that in a moment now this match was uh it was epic it was very good um a lot of high spots involve a lot of high dives and everything as only you can and and sometimes there was also one part i remember i think um Uh, demonic went ahead and tried to uh do a flip job but then all of a sudden he went ahead and gave everyone a flip and i don't mean a flip as in he jumped over and crashed on everybody i mean there was one where he just flipped everyone off and he he flipped them off basically giving everybody the finger so (laughs) that and everything i did that and everything so it was exciting matchup to uh you know uh, well to end the whole thing uh just a one-hour show so The winners of the match of the 10-man tag team matchup was B.J. Black, Flip, Gordon, Brian, and and the Beer City Bruiser, and the world-famous Cheeseburger. They defeated the team of LSG, The Sledge, Max Paler, Demonic, and Will Ferrum. So that's how how the one-hour show ended. So we, you know, if you saw this on YouTube... You were lucky. But if you guys have not had an opportunity, if you guys have not had an opportunity to check out the one hour final battle event, I suggest go over to YouTube as soon as you can. If you guys have already seen it, there's nothing to you know, there's nothing to talk about there. But if you guys want to check it out for yourselves, go over to YouTube and check out Ring of Honor's Final Battle, one hour event. You know, see all the matches that that took place. The uh, let's see, the world six-man uh, tag team titles were on the line. Six-woman tag team matchup, ten-man tag team match. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. That was just a one-hour show that took place on YouTube. So, guys, get an opportunity to check it out while you can. And I think that's it, at least for now.
1: Uh the defense.
0: Fear Factory with a song called Recode. Uh, I had a chance to listen to the new album from uh, Fear Factory. And my God, that album is so fucking impressive. So uh, the other day, I think it was um, this past Saturday, as a matter of fact, I was getting myself ready. Um, Roman was calling me uh, on the phone and everything uh, because he had asked if I was going to be doing anything tonight. And I was pretty much going to be here at the house. I had some intentions of going over to, uh, going over to Richard's Billiards for Emo Night and everything. But uh, I never been able to pull it off and everything. So, yeah, uh, the Fear Factory song, Recode. Man, if you guys have not had an opportunity to check out that album, get an opportunity while you can. Because, my God, this song, the song Recode is pretty badass. The video itself is pretty badass. Um, the album, you can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to it on, I believe you can listen to the whole album on YouTube as well. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can, um, pull it up here because I think we can, can we pull it up? Yes, we can. Boom. Okay. I think I found it. Okay. So fear factory, let's see, has all this and everything uh I had it's the aggression uh well i I think they have they actually have two albums for it as a matter of fact let me see if i can uh actually i'm just <laughs> I was trying to pull the title off. I wasn't really gonna try and you know play this let me see uh the aggression album came out um i believe it was right around June or July I think when the album came out and everything if you guys have not heard this album. Get a chance to listen to it. You s- listen to it on YouTube, listen to Spotify, listen to wherever it is you find your favorite music. You'll love the shit out of this Fear Factory album. I, I certainly did. I love the songs out of it. Uh, me and I was hoping to get a chance to play play this for Roman, but I've never had a chance to. But hopefully sometime, maybe, maybe next week when Roman gets a chance to come by the house and hang out with me. We'll probably jam out to the CD and everything. But uh, you guys get a chance to listen to Fear Factory as well. It was epic. You should love it and everything else like that. Okay, now we're in the segment where we're going to talk about Rich's Billiards. Now, normally, normally if I was doing my main event talk podcast, I would go, you know, right straight to the point, you know, and like I said, I would do one segment for an hour and put everything in one hour, but now I don't have to do that anymore. Now I can go ahead and just talk Rich's Billiards however I want to now. Before we get into it, let's see, and I'm going to get everything set up here. Now, I must make an apology. Yes, once again, the main event must make an apology at this time. I'm going to apologize to this, to my longtime best friend and tag team partner, Homestar Runner, Hector Wattis, and hopefully he's listening to this episode while he can, because... I had mentioned on the last episode that I had something, you know, I, you know, the episodes entitled, I figured it out. And I put pretty much put everything on the episode, which I'm doing the same thing on this episode as well. I put everything together, you know, just to get Rich's billiards out of the way and, you know, tell everybody about the events that are going to be happening over at Rich's billiards. As a matter of fact, I talked about everything, including Emo night and Krampus night. There was one event, however, I did forget to mention, but it's not my fault, okay? It is not my fault. You want to know why it's not my fault? Let me tell you why it's not my fault. Because nobody told me until just now, okay? Well, actually, nobody told me until, you know, a couple of days ago. Homestar Runner was the one that had to bring it up. Now, what am I talking about exactly? There is another event that's going to happen at Rich's Billiards, which we will talk about in just a moment. Uh, big shout out to everybody over at Rich's Billiards. I uh, hope you guys had an opportunity to go over to Rich's Billiards this coming Saturday night, because as you guys know, Emo Night had took place at Rich's Billiards. As a matter of fact, and um, I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way, because I think, what was it? Um, somebody made a special appearance over there. At the event. Um, If I can... Well, I can try to find it over here at least. Let me see. (laughs) Yeah, because I was trying to look for the event here. And everything else like that. Okay. I'm uh, I'm on my laptop computer right now. So, now I'll be able to, you know, uh, see what took place and everything. And find out what had happened. Let's see here. This is just the... Uh, well, they, well, they posted something here, but I don't know where the fuck. Uh, nah, I couldn't, oh shit, I couldn't find it. Okay, well, Richard's Billington apparently posted something on their event and everything. Well, anyway, somebody had made an appearance over at the event, and, uh, I must apologize. I think I saw this on Instagram, and I can't, I can't, I, I can't put my Instagram on my laptop computer because, it's like I I could get it, but all of a sudden it'd be gone and everything else. But anyway, anyways, if you guys had an opportunity to go over to Emo Night, I hope you guys had yourself a real good time over there. Uh, and like I said, I must make an apology because I was going to try and go over there. But, um, you know, right after Ring of Honor's final battle was over, I didn't get a chance to head over there. Because uh, me and Roman were just hanging out, drinking beer, jamming out some music and stuff and everything. So I must make the apologies at this time. But no doubt, Emo Night will probably be returning in January of 2022. So expect the big event to take place over at Rich's Billiards involving Emo Night. It should be epic. Now, we talked about something epic. Now, I want to talk about Kramp- Krampus Night. It's going to be happening tomorrow night. I must also, and just go ahead and get this out of the way, because... <clears throat> We know that Krampus Night is going to happen on. uh, Well, we'll, okay, I think actually we'll talk about that in a moment because somebody is going to be over at the Krampus Night event. So let me let me get right to this part here, if you don't mind. Let's go to events right here once again. Okay, here we go. We got the events rolling, and let's see if we can look for what we were looking for. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Hector. I brought up something to my attention, and I thought I'd go ahead and bring this up right now. Now, the weekend of Krampus Night, there's also going to be something else that's going to take place on the weekend of Krampus Night, which is going to happen on Friday, Friday night over at Rich's Billiards. Now, oh, crap. (laughs) Something happened here. I don't know what the hell just happened, but we'll have to find out in just a moment. Oh, boy. <clears throat> well, apparently I've been disconnected. Uh, well, I'm not disconnected right now, but for some odd reason, something had happened. Okay, what is going on here? Okay, uh, you know, I was trying to look into my Wi-Fi and everything else like then apparently something has shut down and everything. Oh, boy. Well, well, we'll have to look at into it in just a moment, but let me try... While I've got this going right now. Uh, well, <clears throat> okay, so I'm looking into this event. Hector was the one that brought this up to me about a couple of days ago. And it's going to happen live Saturday night. I'm sorry. Friday night, December 17th. It's going to be Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular with the Harbor City All-Stars 2021. It's going to take place over Richard's Rich's Billiards. So big shout out to Tony Gomez, who is also... He's also a member of, um, what the hell? Oh, man, this sucks. <laughs> Boy, I was trying to, um, I was trying to do something over here, but apparently something happened. I'm not sure exactly what took place, but I'm trying to get my, okay, hold on here, because something Something had happened to my Wi-Fi, and I'm trying to get right back in here. Well, actually, you know what? Can I... There... Damn it. Okay, now it connects. Jeez. I'm trying to do a podcast here, and all of a sudden, I'm in the middle of a problem right here where I can't get everything all straightened out. Come on. Fix up! <laughs> this, is, this is all happening live as it's taking place, folks, so my apologies to everyone for that right now. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> okay. Now, let me read this right here to get this out of the way. Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular returns to riches billiards. The Harbor City All-Stars are back. A collection of Corpus Christi musicians. Okay, now I'm currently online. Okay. <laughs> uh, the collection of Corpus Christi musicians consists of band members from <clears throat> Anchor Baby's, uh, Cat House, The Booked, Existing Anger, uh, Headbanger, Pit, Killamora, Knife Party, tribute to Deftones, The Really Rottens, Rockin' Stein, Sugar, Sugar, Sugar Blast, what, should, you know, never mind, I don't want to get into this right now, <laughs> The Southern Revival and Zombie King, they'll be performing the collection of rockin' Christmas classics, the 16-member band has come together to collect Food for the monetary is that right? The monetary donations for the CC Food Bank. You don't want to miss the family friendly, the family friendly Christmas event. Come early for a table, and the show starts about seven thirty p.m. for all ages. Uh, please bring canned goods, dry goods, or cash donations to enjoy the show. All proceeds go to the CC Food Bank. See you Friday, December 17th at Tony's Twisted Christmas Show. Stay after the show for a huge set of metal from Headbangers Pit. Now, that's all going to take place over this coming Friday night over Richard's Rich's Billions on the 17th and everything else like that. So uh, we know several people have already been uh, notified about this whole thing. So I'm pulling a plug for you, Tony. And the only reason I'm pulling this plug is because, number one, I was notified about it. About- I was notified by it by Homestar Runner. Thank you very much, Homestar. Number two, uh, like I said, I'm someone that likes to go ahead and plug in whatever events that can that is happening over at Rich's Billiards. So all that is going to happen, okay? So the Harbor City... And I think also, and just to go ahead and get this out of the way here, because uh, they do have a Facebook page. Um, let me see if we can look for it right here. Uh, the event is being held by the Harbor City All-Stars. So if you guys want to... Follow the link here. Let's see here. Uh, Go over to Facebook.com. I think we can find the message here. Yeah, okay, here it is. Um, Go to the Facebook page. Look for the, uh, go to Facebook and look for the Harbor City All-Stars. You can send a message to them directly, and I believe if I can pass along their phone number right here. Uh, Phone number is 361-446-1228. And it's under musicians band events are all here. Uh, I'm not sure how many there's about 57, 58 likes in here. I better go ahead and like this page right here. So the main event is now added to their page and everything. So you have about, let's see, 65 followers and about 57, 58 likes now. So you guys are good. So the main event is following you guys, the Harbor City all-Stars right there at Rich's Billiards. And um man, it's gonna be epic right there. Can't wait. So let's see if it's gonna happen on Sat uh, it's gonna happen on Friday night. Uh Tony's gonna have his twisted Christmas. So I guess that means they're probably gonna want uh well everyone's gonna be over there. So you can go in. I believe the show is free, but you can come in for um, you know, to donate money and donate canned goods and everything else like that. Do what you can and everything, help support this uh a show happening and everything. Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular with the Harbor City All Stars in 2021 is going to happen live Friday, December 17th. A show starts at 7:30 p.m. Get as early, get as, get there as early as you can. So if the main event shows up there, that means I'm going to have to skip SmackDown in order to see the show. But hey, it'll be worth it. You know why? Because there's going to be a metal show that's going to happen right after the event is over. And, and you know what? I'll, you know what this means. You know what this means for the main event? You know what this means? This means I'm not going to have to worry about running the fucking show. And you know what I mean by that? Anytime when the main event is over there, I usually run the fucking show. And you know what I mean by that when I when I talk about running the fucking show? Basically, main event terminology, it means that when I'm there at Rich's Billiards running the jukebox, I run everything from every single metal song you can possibly think of at this point in time right now. So that means I go ahead and play, you know... Anything from Metallica, play anything from, uh, let's see, Slayer, Anthrax, the whole nine yards and the whole shebang and everything else like that. So it should be epic to check out. Let's see here. Boom. Okay. So get a chance to go over at Rich's Billiards Live December 17th for this event. It should be epic. Main event. Cannot wait for that. It should be great to check out and so much more. Now, we've talked about what's going to happen on the 17th and everything. Wait a minute. Huh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to look for it. I couldn't find it right here. Okay. So we talked about what's going to take place on the 17th, right? We talked about what's going to happen on the 17th and everything. So now we get an opportunity to talk about what's going to take place this coming Saturday. Saturday night guys, you know what that means But just in case you don't know what it means Let's get right into it right
2: here, right now Saturday, December 18th A cold, dark chill is coming to Corpus Christi Come witness a horror-inspired rap music experience Like no other Crapper night, Featuring a long-awaited hometown return of Shine 361 I'm trapped in also performing, rob zilla
3: Loud Mouth Dark my dude, you see
4: behind me got a
3: couple, shows,
2: couple it's like oh. Fuentes, outspoken M O C Z show kicks off at 7
1: p.m. sale ten
0: dollar door. Be naughty. You guessed it, guys. Krampus night is coming up this coming Saturday night over at Rich's billiards. is going to be on the birthday of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, and. Uh, something else is going to come up and everything, which we will um, we'll talk about later. We'll probably talk about it in the next episode of the Main Vet Talk podcast. So let me go ahead and get this out of the way here. Krampus Night. Let's see if I can. We pulled it up right here. Here we go. Krampus Night to take place a horror inspired rap music experience featuring the hometown return of Shy361, a.k.a. Shy1. Also, be performing Rob Zilla, La Malta. Uh, Dark Street, Sir Tone, Swisher Coffin, and so much more. Let me see if I can read the list here. Uh, Let's see. Swisher Coffin, Escalade Jade Buggy, uh, Mr. Fuentes, Outspoken, and M.O. Steezy. Doors open at 7 p.m., $5 pre-sale. No doubt that the tickets are going to be on sale still over at Rich's Billions. They get an opportunity to go over there as early as you can to get those tickets and everything. But once the event starts... When you get there, it's going to be $10 at the door on Saturday night. Hey, who knows? Maybe you guys can get an opportunity to get the tickets over there at Rich's Billiards on the 17th when you guys head over to check out Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular this coming Friday. So it should be epic uh, at Rich's Billiards. Now, also, and just to get this out of the way here, because we talked about Krampus Night here. Uh, let me see if I can find it, because this was um, this was announced by a very very good friend of ours. Some of you may know him quite well. As a matter of fact, no doubt he'll probably be over at the event at Rich's Billiards. Let's see if we can find it here. If we can find this individual. Yes, I found him. What am I looking for? Let's see. I'm looking for... Yes, I found him. He's here. He's in my sights right now. I'm talking about none other, and I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way because I can, and he's the individual that's going to be a part of the Krampus Night event that's going to happen live Saturday night, December 18th. Uh, if I can find that stinking pic. There it is. There it is. I skipped it. It was right there. Let's see. Here it is. and uh, And just to read this because... It's going to be interesting because this was posted on Friday on Facebook. And it says, quote unquote, it's an honor to capture this event and all the talented artists. Thanks, Mondo, for the opportunity. It's going to be fun. Hashtag eternal photography. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Just in case anybody is wondering, besides the fact that we're going to be having several rap artists that are going to be a part of the Krampus Night event, the best drummer on the planet, and also the best weatherman, and the best mailman, and not only that, he's also the best photographer going today, John Luna is going to be a part of the media and everything. He's going to be taking pictures of all of the artists that are going to be there, so... <laughs> big congratulations go out to John Luna and everything else like that. We know he's going to be a part of that event, and he's going to definitely make it as epic as he can. All of his pictures are amazing, including the uh, the picture that um uh, the picture that they gave uh, me and hector and I as a matter of fact uh, when you go to my Facebook page, you'll see that page right there in front of you so you'll see there's uh, a picture of me uh there's two pictures there's one of Hector in the background and there's me in front of him right there where both have our arms sticked out like this, right? And then there's also another one where I have my I have my beer on one side and I got my hand up in the air on, on another, like I was trying to be a Sabu or something like that. So <laughs> pretty crazy right there. So anyways, um, yeah, big congratulations to go out to John Luna. He's definitely going to be a part of the event and everything, the Krampus Night rap music horror experience to take place over at Rich's Billiards. So... Be there as early as you can, guys. Two epic events that are going to happen over at Rich's Billiards this coming weekend. Now, this is just an episode talking about Winter is Coming and talking about Final Battle. Now, we're also going to talk, like I said, we're talking about this episode. Well, we're talking about this segment's about Rich's Billiards, and this is about the whole thing involving the two events that are going to happen on the weekend of Christmas Night. Friday, December seventeenth, is going to be the twisted uh, Tony Gomez's Twisted Christmas Spectacular that's going to happen live this Friday night, December seventeenth. And then, of course, we got Krampus Night that's going to happen live December eighteenth. Get your tickets on sale while you can. You can get your tickets as early as you can now, or you can get your tickets right on Friday, or you can go to the door at around ten p.m. That's when you know the whole thing starts. Going to start around. Let's see. Um, I think if I read it correctly one more time, doors at 7 p.m., $5 pre-sale tickets, $10 at the door, all take place over at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues, and guys, don't forget to uh, check out these events on your way, if you guys got nothing to do, and you want to check out some twisted Christmas, and you want to be a part of Krampus Night? Be over there at Richard's Billiards. It should be epic live, December seventeenth. A twisted, spectacular Christmas with Tony Gomez and everything else like that. And then, of course, Krampus Night is going to happen live on the birthday of Stone Cold Steve Austin on you know Saturday night, December eighteenth. Richard's Billiards, fifty eight fifteen Weber. Not your average heroes. The legend continues. Sponsored by the Main Event Talk. Now that we got that out of the way, Hector, I just want to say thank you. And uh, next time, tell me ahead of time, please. That way we can get everybody involved to come. Oh, and one more thing before I go ahead and leave this part of the segment here, because I'm sure a lot of people are asking this one question. You know what that one question is? Let me tell you exactly what that one question is. And that one question is, what the fuck is Rich's Billiards? Now, seriously. I mean, a lot of people have been asking me that question for the uh, longest time. So let me go ahead and give you guys an idea of what it is. Uh, Rich's Billiards is a bar over in... I know some people are probably saying to themselves, Oh, well, why'd you have to do that? Why'd you just mention that at the beginning? Well, number one, I want people to head over to Rich's Billiards. So that way everybody will know about what the fuck's going on. And then number two... You know, we got to get this, these events out of the way, okay? Richard is paying me a lot of good money. I mean, he's not paying me.
1: <laughs> he's not paying me that much, and everything else like that. But anyways,
0: uh, Richard's Billiards is a, a bar over in Corpus Christi, Texas, which is somewhere between Weber and Holly. I've always, uh, um, I've always mentioned everything else like that, but I've never had an opportunity to go ahead and you know uh, say what I got to say about Richard's Billiards. So. Richard Billiards offers 17 pool tables, full stage to host musical comedy acts. Uh, Let's see. Seven projectors and 22 televisions to show UFC fights, uh, UFC fights, sporting events, and entertainment. Full bar restaurant located inside. Doors open at 11 a.m. and close around 2 a.m. So, uh, well... I know some people would think, "Well, that's a pretty short time for a minute. Well, what what I mean by that is eleven a.m. in the morning—that's when it opens, and then it closes at two a.m. at night. That's all you have to know, okay? And also, speaking of the menu, and just in case, and I got the I got the menu right here in front of me. So, uh, if you're interested in getting any food, let's see if we can uh, can. Damn, I can't see. My eyes are blind, okay, but there is a, uh, there is a menu, I think there's another way to look at this and everything, can I, can I see another menu, please, thank you, damn it, well, I had it here somewhere, but I couldn't do it, shit, but anyways, see the menu, okay, there we go, uh, oh, okay, so now, I ha- now I have to see the fucking menu, now I can't see what the fuck is shit. Okay, my apologies and everything else like that, but that's what Rich's Billiards is all about. But just to go ahead and get this out of the way, because we've got to end this to end this as soon as possible. Uh Rich's Billiards is uh, open from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. in the morning. Uh, open pretty much every day. Guys get an opportunity to shoot some pull over Rich's Billiards. You know, we can also... Uh, order your favorite beer, order your favorite shot over there. I always go over to Richard's Billiards and get myself the usual big ass beers, make a little ultras with a side of a, either a shot of a Jaeger bomb or a fireball, however it works out and everything. Usually either I pay for it, somebody else pays for it by mistake. And, and that's happened before a couple of times before. But anyways, invite your friends over. Invite your family over. And we're close to the holidays, guys. We're getting very, very close to Christmas and everything else like that. So no doubt the main event will probably be making an appearance over at Rich's Billions around Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, however it goes, or New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, however it goes, and everything else like that. So once again, be a part of the two events that I talked about, the Twisted Christmas Spectacular live December 17th on Friday. And then, of course, we got... Krampus Night—that's going to happen live December eighteenth. Both events to take place over at Richards Billiards this weekend. So if you guys got nothing to do, be there. Oh, and by the way, one more thing before I go: in the next episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, we will because I've thrown in some music already. But I think as a as a respect to my good friend Shy One or Shy Three Six One or however he likes to call himself. I'm going to be hitting a lot of 36 1, 6 uh, one three six one tracks and play them right here on the Main Event Talk just so you guys can get an opportunity to get a taste of what's going to happen at Krampus Night this Saturday, December 18th at Rich's Billiards. So guys, be there. Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. The legend continues. So with a one-hour pay-per-view or the one-hour uh, free show that you saw over on YouTube, now we go right into the pay-per-view. So I was done with watching watching what I saw on YouTube, and then I went ahead and switched over to my pay-per-view system. Well, I, you know, I have a fire stick and everything else like that. And I checked out the beginning of the Final Battle pay-per-view. So it all started with uh, Dragon Lee taking on Ray Horse. Um great match. Uh uh we saw some me and Roman and I'll be honest uh, me and Roman saw some of this match and everything and then we went ahead and decided to go out for you know a little bit of a you know drinks and beer for a while and then you know went ahead and and and, and I'll say this and I know some people are going to probably freak out when when I say this and this is just a casual thing. It it's not a habit, it's a casual thing. I went out Went ahead and had me had me a drink, and me and Roman had a, had a little smoke, okay? And I'm not talking smoke as in I smoke weed. Nah, screw that. I was just smoking a cigarette, all right? And I know some people are going to tell me, you know, cigarettes are bad for you, Furman. Yes, but I'm also an adult, so go fuck yourself, okay? But anyways, I went ahead and came back in uh, right during the match right here with Dragon Lee and Ho- uh, Ray Horace. Great match. Loved how this uh, began. Two luchadores competing against each other. I believe these two have faced off against each other before. I'm trying to remember if it was the Survival of the Fitness event or if it was the, I think it was, what was it? The Best in the World pay per view. I think that's what it was. If memory serves me correctly. So the winner of the singles matchup was Dragon Lee defeating Ray Horace via pinfall. Uh, not only did these two put on a great match, but they also out of, you know, and everyone that was doing this and everything went ahead and shook hands and hugged and everything because they know that this is the last night for them and everything. So last uh, the match lasted about at least about 11, 11 minutes, 20 seconds. So great match. Great match. Dragon League. Congratulations. Go out to him. Defeating Ray Horace in the middle of the ring. The next matchup was a four corner survival match for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Reptitis. Dalton Castle, The Champion, Silas Young, and The Return of Joe Henry. I didn't get a chance to put the song on, but the amazing part was, uh, at the beginning, Joe Henry shows up, or Joe Hendry, you know, Hendry as in, uh, let's see, H-E-N-D-R-Y. That's what it is. Not Henry, Hendry. But anyways, it was good seeing Hendry. I haven't seen him since the pandemic, uh, he looks fantastic, in phenomenal shape, and he comes out with blonde hair, right? And uh, during this matchup, um, you know, these guys were putting on a tremendous show, digged it and everything. Uh, my prediction on this matchup was I thought Dalton Castle was going to walk away with the championship and ended up being a member of the foundation, which was Rep Titus. Reptidus went ahead and defeated Dalton Castle, Silas Young, and Joe Hendry. We not only have a new world television champion, but he's also the last world television champion. Reptidus not only bringing the championship to the foundation, but now he has a championship to hold on to to leave Ring of Honor. He's been a part of Ring of Honor for so many years, and what a way to end his career over at Ring of Honor by winning the Ring of Honor World Television Championship. Congratulations to go out to Reptitus and congratulations to go out to all four all four individuals for winning the match, uh, for doing a great job. Love the match. Digged it. Hope you guys digged it too. Uh, the match was about a good eight minutes fifteen seconds, which is how long the ma- last ma- uh, the, the match. How long the match lasted, duh I'm <laughs> very, very sorry. Next matchup was for the pure rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Josh Woods going one on one against Brian Johnson, and I know, and oh god, and I gotta, I gotta mention this because we were watching this match, and um, Roman, Roman was with me, and he thought he when I, when I, when I mentioned Brian Johnson's name, right, and he thought he thought I was thinking of ACDC, he thought I was thinking about. That Brian Johnson's like, no, dude, it's not that Brian Johnson, not that dude. Not that one. Uh, well, I can't put his voice, but you know what I mean. But anyways, the Brian Johnson. This one's a, a different Brian Johnson. He's a loudmouth. He's a ball headed guy who, who basically came out at the beginning of the match and basically cut a promo, said what he said, and hey, look, he may be an obnoxious individual. I'll admit that. For Brian Johnson is very obnoxious, but this dude can cut a promo and could cut a mic like you wouldn't believe because he's very passionate and he loves Ring of Honor. He loves wrestling, so he does what he does. So this matchup was pretty good. It lasted about a good 12 minutes and 58 seconds. Your winner and still the pure champion Josh Woods defeating Brian Johnson, which means Josh Woods will be the last Ring of Honor, pure champion. The next matchup was fight without honor, which means it, it's basically no disqualification, no count-out. There must be a winner. Shane Taylor going one-on-one against a former friend of his, Kenny King. And they had a, a storied history from a long, long time ago. These, these guys have been a part of professional wrestling for years and years and years. Of course, we know Shane Taylor has been... Um, Uh, six-man tag team champion in his own right. I think he was also, I believe he was a former world television champion, if if I'm not mistaken correctly. But uh, these two have known each other for years. Of course, Kenny King, uh, he's also been a part of Ring of Honor for so many years as well. He uh, was a part of... He was a part of several factions, um, not just in Ring of Honor, but he was also a part of a faction over in Impact Wrestling. I think some of you guys may remember him as a member of the Beatdown Clan. Uh, he was also partners with Reptitus, who was also a member of the Foundation. Uh, they were tag team champions. They were known as the, the All Party or the All Night Express. I think that's what they were called. So, Kenny King... And Shane Taylor had went at it in a complete fight. And and this was a fight, dude. I mean, you talk about, you know, there there had to be ladders involved. There had to be chairs involved. And holy shit. There was this one part. There was one part I saw, I think, where, and this was scary to watch. And I was feeling sorry for Shane Taylor. I don't know how the fuck he did it. But he goes ahead, right? And Kenny Kenny King had placed a ladder on the side of the ring, right? He placed a ladder in the side of the ring. Uh, right there where the ring is and where the apron was, right? And Kenny King is standing on top of the ladder. And then here comes Shane Taylor. And this is something I rarely see in wrestling, where Shane Taylor, who's about almost three, 400 pounds, right? He's, he's a very big man. And he's trying to climb on this aluminum ladder, right? And he's asking a couple of guys to come under the ring or under the ladder to hold on to him while he's trying to fight Kenny King. And I'm like, really? Are you fucking serious? So as this was happening, they're holding onto the ring. Kenny King and Shane Taylor are both looking at each other face to face and they're hitting each other left and right. And then Shane Taylor goes ahead and I think he hits his pile driver move and everything, I forgot what it was called. But as soon as he hits it, I don't know if, and I'm I'm certainly glad that both, well, uh, well, let me ju- just kind of give you a visual. So, Kenny King is about to get hit with his pile driver. He gets hit with the pile driver right on the ladder, right to the fucking, to the, well, I wouldn't say concrete because there's padding right there on the concrete and everything else like that. So, that happened. And I was like, oh my fucking God, you got to be kidding me. So, there were tables being broken, there were kendo sticks being hit everything went down and at the end there was this one part that i saw where where kenny king and you know um shane taylor had the steel chair in his hand and he was fixing to hit hit a longtime best friend, a uh, long time friend of his and yeah ha- uh, there was that moment where he didn't want to do it he didn't want to do it and you know kenny king was looking at him and say hey man don't be a fucking bitch dude hit me hit me and i think um you know he went ahead and pretty much motivated shane taylor And then at the end, Shane Taylor not only hit him with a steel chair, he hit him with the pile driver move. One, two, three. Shane Taylor wins his match against Kenny King in this no uh, fight without honor matchup. It lasted about, uh, yeah, about 18 minutes. Yeah, it was a pretty long fight, I got to say. It was just, holy crap, you couldn't believe it and everything else like that, so. It was crazy, it was amazing, Wow, I couldn't believe it, but at the end, and just like we saw on every single one of these matches uh, you know, right after the match was over, you know, I saw the members of Shane Taylor promotions coming in and members of the um l l f l f g I think that's what uh, Kenny King is a part of. they were all there, and at the end, these two dudes were right there they were about to shake hands and everything. And instead of that, I mean, Kenny King just pulled his hand away and just hugged him right there. And that and that, w- and that was a good way to end that story rivalry right there with Shane Taylor and uh, Kenny King. It was a tremendous fight. Loved how the match went down. It was epic. It was amazing. The crowd was chanting, This is awesome. I digged how the match went down. Wow. It was extremely amazing. Extremely amazing how it went down. Now, During the course, and and this is the thing, there were certain parts to the event, and just go ahead and get this out of the way. There have been several surprises from several of the former Ring of Honor stars that used to be a part of the company. Uh, CM Punk made an appearance. uh, Well, didn't exactly appear in the pay-per-view itself, but uh, we know that Tony Khan was uh, helping out Ring of Honor as much as he can because he knows that he has several Ring of Honor alumni, a part of AEW that used to be a part of Ring of Honor. So... He goes ahead and, uh, you know, brings out CM Punk. CM Punk, you know, wants to give his thank you thank yous and everything else like that. And then there was, um, let's see, I believe the Young Bucks were on there as well. Uh, Eddie Edwards was also there. He's a former Ring of Honor alumni. He used to be uh, tag team partners with, uh, I believe it was, who was it? Um, they, they used to be the American Wolves a long time ago. Eddie Edwards and... Um, Oh my god! I forgot what his partner's name was. I think I have him on. Um, I have him on. I have him on Facebook, and I have him on Instagram. But I for, forgot who they were. But yeah, the uh, the American Wolves were one of the best tag teams in uh, ROH and everything. Of course, uh, I mentioned the members of the Young Bucks were on there. Uh, Adam Cole was on there. I don't. I think there was. Um, I I don't think it appeared in Ring of Honor, but I think. Uh, Somewhere on Twitter or somewhere on on Matt Hardy's Twitter page, because he was a part of Ring of Honor as well. Several others that have not made the Ring of Honor cut. And let's 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 address the elephant in the room because we know that Tony Khan had went ahead and, you know, brought in several of the AEW alumni. To uh, AEW to be a part of the Ring of Honor uh, presentation. Now, some that we know that are a part that were a part of Ring of Honor are part of WWE because we know that WWE doesn't want to be associated with Ring of Honor, which I think is pathetic, which I think is stupid. You know, I don't know understand why they did because you had Kevin Owens who was a part of Ring of Honor, you had Seth Rollins who was a part of Ring of Honor, Sami Zayn played a huge role in Ring of Honor as well, Samoa Joe also played a huge role in Ring of Honor. Um, uh, there were several, who else was a part of, of ring of honor that, uh, Nigel McGuinness had also played a part in it as well. So it's, it's very sad that AEW is willing to help out ring of honor in their final pay-per-view. And yet the AEW stars that were a part of ring of honor were there. Well, they weren't there in attendance, but they were there to show their support and to tell them, thank you. And then, no no doubt, uh, Seth Rollins and everybody, I, I haven't seen the tweets and everything, but no doubt they went ahead and probably said thank you to Ring of Honor as well because they were a part of history. And they didn't want to see Ring of Honor go down, but that's how it went. But anyways, um, the winner of the last match was uh, Shane Taylor defeating Kenny King in the Fight Without Honor match. Next matchup was for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. This was a good match. Uh, It's supposed to be Willow Nightingale against Roxy. They call her Willow. Very big woman, by the way. Very big woman. (laughs) I gotta say that. But uh, she put in a heck of a fight. um, I think I predicted that... uh, I think I predicted that Roxy was going to be able to retain the championship, which she did. So Roxy... Uh, retains her championship against uh, Willow. Retains the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. But then she got a big surprise. This would be the 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 you know some of the big surprises that were coming up over at Ring of Honor's final battle. This started with the Triple A. What what was the women's title? Um, Diana Perrazzo, was also a part of ring of honor wrestling and I, if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but i believe diana perrazzo was also a part of ring of honor a long time ago i may need to search my history but i believe she was a part of ring of honor years ago she shows up face to face with the champion roxy and somewhere down the road i don't know when this is going to happen from what i understand i think diana perrazzo is putting a challenge out against Rock So, and and let's follow the scenario here because this is going to be interesting because we know that some of the... Oops. Oh, crap. <laughs> I think I dropped some. But anyways, we know that some of the Ring of Honor stars are going to be competing in AEW, and there's some that are going to be competing over In Impact Wrestling as well. So there's going to be a lot of exchanges happening. So Roxy, I think, if things go the way I see it, Roxy could compete in Impact Wrestling. She could appear at the Hard to Kill event. Who knows? We know that uh, there's a scheduled rematch for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Um, Dionne Ferrazzo is looking to gain her championship back against Mickey James at Hard to Kill, which is going to happen next year in January, I believe, 7th, I believe, let's see if day one is on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe it's December, uh, January 8th. 8th. I think that's what it is. I may have to look at the details on that. But anyways, we know Deanna Perrazzo is going to go after the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship against Mickey James and Roxy may be a part of Ring of Honor or may be a part of Impact Wrestling since she is no longer going to be with Ring of Honor anytime soon. But she is still the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. So something's going to happen. And uh, something about winner takes all. So we could see the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship on the line. We could see Deanna Perrazzo's Championship on the line. And if possible, we could also see the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship on the line as well, coach. So we'll see. We'll see what happens right there. Should be extremely interesting to check out. The next matchup, the eight-man tag team matchup. Consist of members of Violence Unlimited, which this was originally supposed to be a six-man tag, but now it's called an eight-man tag team. This is where the big surprises come in. Violence Unlimited of Brody King, Homicide, Tony Debitt, and Rocky Romero to take on the team of EC3, Eli Solom, uh, Taylor Taylor Russ, I'm sorry, and Tracy Williams. This was an epic match, digged it from head to toe. It lasted about, let's see, 14 minutes and 45 seconds of the matchup. The winner, the winners were violence unlimited. They won the match. Uh, They defeated the other side of the team. And uh, of course they did uh, what has been going on in the past, uh, the past few matches where they went ahead and shook hands and said farewell to everybody. But then comes a huge surprise, comes a big surprise. And uh, I I wish I had this recorded if I can. EC3 had a comment that he wanted to say earlier (coughs) during the pre-show and did not have a chance to say it, but he had a warning. He had a warning for everybody. And this is where the big surprise comes into play. Now, earlier another one surprise came in in the hands of Deanna Perazzo and the women's side. Now, another surprise was coming. So, EC3 is in the ring, right? And he's going ahead and saying what he wants to say about the narratives and talking about the corporate wrestling and everything else like that. And then all of a sudden, here comes Brian Johnson. Here comes um uh, there was a couple of others that were on there as well. I don't know who exactly. Uh but they were uh they were showing up, right? And all of a sudden, EC3 was, you know, saying a bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden, two guys appeared over on the Ring of Honor stage. Now, one of them, I don't know who the other guy is, but one of them is, I think it's, um, he used to be a member of the Forgotten Sons from NXT, right? And he appears... He was one of the guys that was released from the WWE, right? And he was also he was also the one that caused a lot of controversy because he's a quote unquote Trump Trump supporter, but you know how that shit goes. But anyways, they both appeared, right? And then all of a sudden, EC3 said these words: "Release the Titan." And my thought, my head was going like, "Wait a minute, Titan!" And I kept wondering, "Wait a minute," and and my thought my thought was going, hey, wait a minute, no, there's there's no possible no, there, there's no way that Braun Strowman's gonna come out in this fucking ring. And all of a sudden, here he is, lean, mean, and about to kill everyone in sight. And obviously it's uh Adam Shear. Who well that because that's what his uh real name is actually going by Adam Shear, the Titan himself. He appeared and destroyed Brian Johnson and other members of the Ring of Honor that were there. And my God, I was in shock. Seeing the seeing Braun Strowman for the first time in a long, long time. And everyone, I know that it was buzzing all over the place. As a matter of fact, Ring of Honor's final battle was trending number three on Twitter which was amazing, and I loved that. That's what it was going on. And I got to admit, I didn't expect it, but there were rumors flying all, about, all around about whether or not we would see the appearance of this Titan character. Now, we know that um, EC3 is associated with Titan. Obviously, they're friends, and there was this one part, I think it was, um, what event was it for Impact Wrestling? Because we know Titan, and we know Adam is supposed to show up and Impact Wrestling soon. We don't know when exactly, but seeing the surprise appearance of Titan was extremely amazing. I I loved how that went down, but my God, it 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 gotten newsworthy all over the place. So now, after that, um, Titan goes ahead, and uh, as a matter of fact, Titan I think takes one. I think it was. Eli Solomon, I think, took took him, then took Brian Johnson, then you know, basically EC3's group, EC3's faction, took these other individuals with them. So supposedly, and I'm I'm not sure what's gonna happen, but I think we could see a new faction coming together in Ring of Honor that could appear, could appear in Impact Wrestling. Possible. I mean, I, I don't see them going to AEW, so I do see what's about to take place with this new faction that EC3's pulling together, but my God, it was crazy. Crazy how this went down. So, who that was a big surprise. I mean, we had Deonna Purrazzo show up on one, on one side of the match, and then the next match, all of a sudden, we get the Titan. We get this dude to show up at Ring of Honor's final battle. And I was like, "Who? this is fucking badass. I mean, what else is going to happen in Ring of Honor's final battle?
2: Professional wrestling wouldn't be what it is today without Ring of Honor. There ain't no question. You can't dispute that. All right, let's be real. We've been working for this company our entire adult lives. You know, this has been home. We've been blessed enough to be in this company where we've had... Some of the greatest tag team matches we could even dream of. We've had freedom here. We've had liberty. We've been able to dictate our own destiny. I mean, the end of an era. That's what it is. I remember the very first show, The Era of Honor Begins. And now here we are, damn near 20 years later. But I totally feel in my heart that this is the end of an era, but it's not the end of the road. No, it ain't the end of the book. Ain't the end of the book, the end of this chapter. I mean there's been different eras throughout the history of Ring of Honor, different chapters, and this particular one coming to a close at Final Battle twenty twenty one and what the future holds is exciting uncertainty. That's what that's the the phrase I've been using. It's gonna be the one, man. It'll be a historic wrestling show, yeah. historic wrestling event, historic moment in time yeah. in professional wrestling history. Where were you that night, exactly. exactly. I would say if there was ever a show that you wanted to see, especially if you're coming to see us, you don't want to miss this one.
0: Next matchup was for the Ring of Honor. World Tag Team Championships. It consists of the Briscoes, the 11-time Tag Team Champions, and they took on the OGK of Matt Taven and Mike Bennett with Maria Kanellis in their corner. This is going to be a good matchup. Simply because you know there's a lot of Ring of Honor history with these two tag teams. Of course, uh, the Briscoes have been a part of Ring of Honor for a very, 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 very long time. Almost 20 years that the Briscoes have been a part of it. They, they almost, and this is just my my taking on it. This is what the Usos are like to me personally, because the Briscoes. Are one of not only the best tag team going, but they are also someone that are a real a real good tag team and and this' is the thing and I have nothing against any of the other tag teams like you know like like the current ones' like like for instance, the young bucks, I know some people are going to be like all butt hurt when I start talking about the young bucks and everything they're a great tag team but i wouldn't I wouldn't label them as the greatest of all time. I wouldn't. I mean, they've held on to some championships. Come on now. I mean, the greatest of all time. Well, we can go there. But let me ask you something. and, and, And now, well, you can answer it. You probably can't answer it. But who would I want in my faction? What tag team would I want in my faction? Would I want someone like the Briscoes or would I want someone like the Young Bucks? Let me put it in perspective. It's like this. It's like I got a couple of grown-ass men who don't give a fuck, who want to beat the living shit out of some people. If they want to be a part of your gang, hey, they're the guys for you. They will draw blood for you. Well, you got the young bugs that are a bunch of computer gaming, video game morons who think they can get away with whatever they want and think, oh, well, they, you know, this and that or whatever. So I would rather go with the Briscoes. They're, they're a tougher tag team. They're way better. They're fucking cooler. They don't give a fuck about... Plus, they them boys, okay? They them boys. Well, we them boys, but you know what I'm talking about. And and for the record, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. We all know that we them boys. But to me, the Briscoes were the original we them boys, okay? That, that, I know. I know that for plain fact, okay? They were the originators, Okay? Dallas owe him some money, by the way. (laughs) But anyways, and then on the other side, you got the OGK. um, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, who have been a part of Ring of Honor for a very, very long time. Uh, I like Matt Taven. Uh, I was impressed with him in the kingdom a long time ago. OGK means the original kingdom. And Matt Taven was the Ring of Honor world champion. As a matter of fact, he won his first Ring of Honor World Championship at the Super Show Uh, that took place in Madison Square Garden several years ago. And I was very, very happy when Matt Taven won the championship over New York City in Madison Square Garden. So that was good for him. And then we know about Mike Bennett being a part of Ring of Honor. He was a part of the kingdom. And then, of course, he was uh, leaving to go to Impact Wrestling. And then after he left to Impact Wrestling, he went over to the WWE. And then we know the issues about WWE and Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis uh obviously they weren't happy with wwe they didn't like uh the stuff that was going on with wwe so then they came back to ring of honor and you know they went ahead and reformed the ogk and then they recently won the tag team titles i think it was what a couple of weeks ago when they won the tag team titles right so now we have a lot of honor involved in this match between these two. I wanted to see a fight. I wanted to see these two teams go at it. And they did everything. This was a spectacular match. It lasted about a good 15 minutes and 40 seconds. So your winners. And just go ahead and get it out of the way. Because I got more to talk about in this one. Your winners and and new 12-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. J. And Mark Briscoe, the Briscoe brothers, win the tag team titles against OGK. And after that, um, of course, um, all four of them, just like what's been going on in the entire show, they've all been shaking hands and hugging and saying farewell and, you know, pretty much gave the ring to the Briscoes. The Briscoes have been a part of Ring of Honor for quite some time. Uh, holding on to those titles, losing the tag team titles, winning it for the 12th time. Congratulations go out to them. Now, there have been a lot of rumblings. There have been a lot of rumors. Everyone's been hearing about the stories. We know that the Briscoes that showed up over in an AEW event. We know that. And nothing has been said just yet. We don't know if the Briscoes are signed with AEW. But there was another surprise that happened at the final battle event. Which, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. So, first surprise was Deanna Perrazzo. Second surprise was the appearance of Titan, the former Braun Strowman, showing up at Final Battle. And then comes a third surprise. Now, I mentioned that some of the AEW talent was going to be a part of Ring of Honor. And most of them have been former Ring of Honor stars. Like... Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, the Young Bucks, right? I've talked about that. Now the lights go out. Briscoes are still in the ring, and then as soon as the lights come back on, holy fucking shit, it's the AAA World Tag Team Champions themselves, who are also a part of the pinnacle over at AEW F T R, and here's something that was brought to my attention. So I was listening to an episode of The Experience, right? And I think there was talks of the Briscoes signing up with AEW, right? It could happen. And Jim Cornette had mentioned wanting to see FTR versus the Briscoes. Looks like not only is Jim Cornette gonna have his wish come true but every aew tag team wrestling fan all around the world are going to get this look forget about forget about ftr versus the young bucks as far as i'm concerned that shit goes out the window and this is my personal opinion ftr will still beat the shit out of the young bucks even if they don't want to face them for a second time that's just my opinion my thought how it goes but ftr Versus the Briscoes? Let me see. You got four grown-ass men. You got four men that don't give a fuck. You got four men that look like they will beat the shit out of each other over at a bar someplace. Maybe at Richard's Billiards. Who knows? And these two are truly one of the best tag teams going today. And you put them inside an AEW ring. Holy fuck. You've got something very special that could happen with this team. I mean, look, AEW's got some great tag teams. Not just FTR, the Young Bucks, sort of. The Lucha House Party, or I'm sorry, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, that may work. And who's the other one? Um, Bobby Fish and Adam Cole. Yeah, that could that could work out. Uh, the Varsity Blondes. That could work. They got some good tag teams over there in AEW, and who are the, let's see, who are the other, I mean, those are the only teams I can think of that are pretty good right now, Um, unless I'm missing another team and everything else like that, which is fine, oh, uh, they claim, they claim, you can get those guys in the ring there, but just imagine, the Briscoes, FTR, AEW, tag team titles, holy shit, I mean, the Briscoes will definitely make a huge name for themselves in AEW. And you know what's even good? You know what's even good? You know, AEW has the realest guy over in AEW and Eddie Kingston, right? There's not a whole lot of real tag teams out there. And I mean, what I mean by real, I'm talking about someone that doesn't go by no fucking script. Someone that actually says what they want to fucking say. Someone that can actually give you what you want instead of giving them what they want, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, and, and, and the Briscoes will fit perfectly with AEW. They will not only draw some money, they're going to draw some fucking shit. They're going to raise hell and create chaos and not give a fuck. And having FTR and, you know, FTR and the Briscoes in the same building, in the same company... Tag team wrestling is going to go up a notch like you wouldn't believe. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to enjoy the living hell out of this. And one thing's for certain. The, what I saw afterwards when the Briscoe showed up, you know, and just to get this out of the way. When, when FTR showed up, they were trying to beat the shit out of the briscoes the briscoes were trying to beat the shit out of ftr security was coming in and trying to pull apart all all of them security was trying to get in all the wrestlers were trying to get involved it was chaotic over a final battle between ftr and the briscoes all i know is i can't wait all of you can't wait it's gonna be fucking epic it's gonna be great I can't wait to see how all this goes down. And one thing's for certain, one thing's for certain, AEW's going to get a whole lot better in 2022. Definitely. Definitely. With everything that's gone down, hey, I love where this is going. All all, All I can say is, hey, final battle was badass. It was amazing. And we are not done yet. For you,
3: it's probably December right before Final Battle. The news broke maybe just a week ago. to myself and my roster mates that uh, all of us would pretty much be without a job come December. I always try to figure out what I'm supposed to learn from these situations. and this one, I'm finding out a little bit more about what drives me. For some, what drives them is money. For others, a legacy. For me, a dream. Love. I love Ring of Honor.
4: every Wednesday night, but he's home here in Ring of Honor. Looking for the lethal injection. Could he take that title on the Wednesday night? I told you. Oh, the arm came out. Yep. And there's the boots moonsault by Gresham. Back to the arm. And back to reality for lethal They go behind. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. Can't quite lock the hands though. Those massive shoulders of lethal too much. Trapping he's gonna the reset arm. Do it another way. And now climbing, climbing the ladder. Jay. The body scissors locked in. Jay. Trying to make a choke. Jay Lenthal fighting with all he's got.
1: Come
4: on, Jay. Jay Lenthal in trouble here. He's trying to find a way out of here, but, Le- but Gresham is not giving up on trying to get this lock in. This is the definition of the octopus. He's going to continue to try until he gets something locked in. He has his toe. This is the octopus. Def- oh, wow. turn. Into the collar! This is why they call Gresham the Octopus, because he try, he tries, he doesn't let you get any space. He doesn't let you breathe. He's on you at all times. And we see the foundation. It's the locker room. We see CB. Look at this, this is honor honor to people standing on their feet, Rick and Fee, And honor lives, honor is real. And we're going to decide a champion in Baltimore. Will it be Gresham? Will he take the title with him to do Japan strong and determinist? Or will it be Jay Lethal who's taking it to AEW?
1: The exchanges,
4: the forearm playing in. Oh. Oh. back to his feet. Up the ladder with it, it's a It's yeah. Crush German oh. The feet planted. One, two. Just a two count there. Yeah. Just a two count there. four, Bayonet. Bayonet lands. One, two. Just a two count. Just a two count He's gonna there. going keep going with it. Another one. plant lethal. Two, up. Oh. He's gonna keep trying. He's gonna keep trying until he gets it. Like that. Oh, super kick. Super lethal kick. Lethal knew he was going for that. Now Lethal's gonna try again. Will he try for a lethal injection? Oh, or something that, that arm. That arm is busted. It's Gresham. Back in. A third. He's gonna try until Lethal is out cold. Lethal can't be out cold. Up the line. This it. Gresham. Oh. Oh. up! Christopher almost crosses the finish line. Three badass. But he's not gonna stop until he gets it. He will continue relentlessly to throw these forearms at Lethal relentlessly to try to put him out.
0: So obviously we're dealing with the final matchup right here for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. Originally, as I mentioned, uh, this was scheduled to be Bandino taking on uh, Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor World Championship. But due to the COVID-19 deal, um, we know that he was infected with COVID-19 Bandito, so there was no way for him to compete over at Final Battle last night. So, Well, last night or or Sunday night, however, Saturday night, however, went down. So they decided that they were going to go ahead and bring in another AEW alumnus or AEW superstar who was also a Ring of Honor alumni, which was uh, Jay Lethal. So Jay Lethal would go one-on-one against Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor, the original Ring of Honor World Championship, the original championship that was first formed back in 2022. The belt looked extremely beautiful. It looked awesome. I loved how it looked and everything else like that. And and I liked how it it looked. So, man, I got to tell you, it was good that it went down the way it went. You know, watching the match, uh, there was really not a whole lot of people that were over there that saw the event and everything. Uh, Because as I was looking at the match, A lot of people were already, there were still some that were still in the crowd, and then there were some that were, you know, that left. I mean, there was a lot of empty seats over there, but a lot of people did not want to leave this match right here with uh, the Ring of Honor World Championship. Jonathan Gresham was going to try everything in his power to win that Ring of Honor Championship, and it was something that he wanted for a long, long time, and it was something special. It was very, very something special. So, all of a sudden, everybody was starting to come out um showing their support for how this match was gonna go. It was a great match I man I loved how it went um you know everybody in that uh everybody in the locker room pretty much emptied out they were surrounding the ring, watching this matchup unfold, and it all it all culminated with this last match right here so it was at the end where jonathan gresham went ahead and won the ring of honor world championship by defeating jay lethal and it was epic it was tremendous so <clears throat> to close out final battle because we need to i still feel that ring of honor is not done I still feel that Ring of Honor still has a lot of hope. You know, you know, it was a long time ago, WCW was out of business in 2021, or 2001. And we knew that there was no hope, no hope for WCW to come back. A lot of people wish WCW would have come back. But now Ring of Honor is pretty much fighting this situation. We don't know exactly what the future holds for Ring of Honor. We know that there's supposed to be an appearance sometime around April of 2022. That seems, seems to be the stage. Now, the thing that I'm worried about so much is what is going to happen to the landscape of Ring of Honor? I mean, what is going to happen exactly? I mean, is Ring of Honor going to end up looking like AEW? Or looking like WWE, or is it going to look like, or is it, is it going to be like another clown fest show? The thing with Ring of Honor is, it has always been about pro wrestling. That's what it is, and, and and that's the thing that they present to the public. It's not just some clown fest show. It's it's Ring of Honor. It's pro wrestling at its best. You got some of the best wrestlers that came from this company. Everybody from Brian Danielson to CM Punk to Adam Cole to um, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Seth Rollins, uh, Samoa Joe, um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, um, a long list of great professional wrestlers that came from this Ring of Honor company and went on to do other things like. Go over to WWE or go over to Impact Wrestling or even even AEW. We don't know what the future holds for Ring of Honor. But we do know that Ring of Honor is still, in my eyes and the eyes of many, the best wrestling promotion going out there today. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Ring of Honor. I'm a huge fan of the product. I'm a huge fan of of the wrestlers involved. Everybody from the members of the foundation to members of Violence Unlimited. Several of the women that were involved in Ring of Honor as well. They all have a huge part in this company. So all I all I can say is I'm hoping that Ring of Honor doesn't go away. It still has a long way to go. And if... I don't think Vince McMahon's gonna buy Ring of Honor. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Tony Khan would buy it either. If anything, I think Tony Khan will probably find a way to help out this company in any way possible. You know, Ring of Honor's been a part of so many promotions from uh not just AEW, but also uh New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling has also made a huge event. You know, be a part of it as well. I don't know. All I know is. To ring, to ring of Honor, if they ever get a chance to listen to this episode, I just want to tell you guys, from the bottom of the main event's heart, thank you. Thank you so much for providing what pro wrestling is all about. You have some of the best wrestlers. You have some of the best tag teams. You have some of the best women in that industry today. And some of them are moving on to bigger and better things, but no doubt one day they'll all come back and remember where they got their start from, and they got it from Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is where honor is real. This is what pro wrestling is. You know, they say pro wrestling is dead. No, pro pro wrestling's not dead. Pro wrestling may be sick, But pro wrestling's not dead. It's not. And it's a company like Ring of Honor that will never, ever let it die. Never. It's going to be hard to find a pro wrestling show or a pro wrestling company like this that supports pro wrestling in its finest hour. While true, we have sports entertainment and a bunch of these clown shows and all these other ridiculous place that make a mockery of pro wrestling ring of honor understands what pro wrestling is ring of honor understands what pro wrestling is all about how ring of honor is professional wrestling so the main event would like to say to ring of honor thank you for all the matches thank you for all the memories thank you for all the stars that you made you did extremely well and if this is the final pay-per-view, thank you and Godspeed. And if Ring of Honor is coming back in 2020, 22, don't change. Be the pro wrestling promotion that I know you can be. And we will all do everything in our power to support Ring of Honor. We'll do everything in our power to support professional wrestling. And we know no matter what, Ring of Honor, honor is real. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ring of Honor. Come back to us soon.
4: There you go! Wow! What a victory! And what a way to close this chapter of Ring of Honor! I tell you what, when you have a mindset like Gresham has, to do this, he's done it. Dreschman may have become the smallest man ever to capture the world title, but he's still climbing with the biggest guitar at the his children and unequivocally, undeniably, and without question the best wrestler in the world. He carries the question marks, the hope, the fear, and the anxiety of the entire ring of honor locker room as we close one chapter and prepare for another in April. We don't know what it'll look like, but from Caprice and I and everybody else in bring him Honor, and we love you and wish you happy wrestling, everybody. Thanks for joining us. See you in April. Who in this match. I
1: shall And two, are your world champion!
0: Okay, guys, we've talked a lot about what's been going on with Ring of Honor's final battle, and their final event, and everything else like that. We've also talked about some special appearances from some former Ring of Honor superstars that appear. Well, former Ring of Honor superstars that appear in AEW now. Talk about the lights of Brian Danielson, CM Punk, The Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and much more. Now, most of these individuals are going to be a part of the event coming up this Wednesday On AEW Dynamite, we're talking about Winter is Coming. Now, just to give you guys an idea of what happened last year at Winter is Coming, a couple of things that took place over at Winter is Coming from last year, including and the shocking, and this is still the part where, you know, we talked about what happened with the AEW World Championship. Last year, John Moxley was the man that, had the AEW World Championship for quite a while, and then he lost it to Kenny Omega in controversial fashion because this is the part where, you know, I think I made this clear about a year ago, when Kenny Omega won the championship. I mean, obviously, we already knew right away uh, with the appearance of Don Callis being over there, we know right away something was up. He shows up at ringside. He basically costs John Moxley the championship. Kenny Omega takes advantage of a helpless situation and becomes the, T- the AEW world champion. And since that time, Kenny Omega has defended his championship, supposedly, and he's tried to hold on to this title as much as he could until he lost the championship to his former tag team partner, Hangman Adam Page, at Full Gear on November 13th. So now, this year, oh, and there's also another thing that happened at Winter is Coming. The appearance of former WCW superstar and WWE Hall of Famer Sting made an appearance at Winter is Coming from one year ago. And as a matter of fact, from what I understand, He's going to be making an appearance over there at Winter is Coming this year. Well, not this year, but he's going to be making an appearance at the... uh, Well, no doubt he'll probably make an appearance at uh, AEW's uh, uh, Winter is Coming this year. But to give you guys an idea, now Hangman Adam Page is the world champion this year. And now he's scheduled to defend his championship against Brian Danielson. Now... Besides Brian Danielson, we know that um, Hangman Adam Page won the uh, AEW World Championship at Full Gear, and at the same time as that was going on, Brian Danielson went ahead and won the number one contendership for the AEW World Title when he defeated Miro in the middle of the ring. So now we got this one-on-one matchup, and I'm looking down the list. Well, actually, we'll we'll leave this one for last. There's a couple of other matches that are going to take place here. Let's see. Uh, we'll start with, um, well, there's four matches, but I think there's more than four matches here. And I got it listed on another the, on the site here. So let's see here. We'll start with Warload. Let me get back to this real quick. We'll start with Warlow with Sean Spears in his corner, taking on Matt Seidel with Mack I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but let me try it one more time. Warlow going one-on-one against Matt Seidel with Matt. (laughs) I can't pronounce this correctly. Okay, one more time, and let's get this out of the way quickly. Warlow with Sean Spears in his corner of the pinnacle to take on Matt Seidel with Mike Seidel in his corner. Now we got that out of the way. Mac Seidel, Mac, why the? F- <laughs> oh God! Can 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 we be professional about this, please? All right, let's get this match over with. Okay. Okay, so this matchup, this is going to be a pretty much an easy match, especially with Warlow involved in this matchup. Uh, Matt Seidel, who's also a former, who's also a former Ring of Honor superstar as well. You know, he was a. Part of Ring of Honor for several years and everything. I think he was a tag team, and I'm not sure if he was a Ring of Honor world champion. I may have to look into this and stuff, but anyways. Uh, Warload, uh and and just to be fair about this, the winner of the matchup is gonna be Warlord, uh, simply because he's on a major role here. Warlow, who is the bodyguard of MJF, um, has been doing quite an impressive winning streak. In the past couple of weeks on AEW Dynamite. And he has been on a tear. As of late in AEW. He's basically become. Like you know how. Remember a long time ago. uh, uh, Around the time. I think it was 2003, 2004. Right around the time. Actually around 2003, and 5. I would have to go with. uh, At the time. Remember Evolution. Remember Triple H. And Batista, Randy Orton. And everybody else involved. Well they had this big man named Batista who would become this menacing bodyguard who would win tag team gold and evolution, but then fans are starting, we're starting to get behind Batista. It was we starting to get behind him all the way as this took place. So then all of a sudden in 2005, Batista gets an opportunity to go into the Royal rumble and, you know, basically eliminating everybody in sight and, Around that time, Batista wins the Royal Rumble for the first time in 2005, and fans were getting behind the animal every single step of the way, all the way to the point where Batista would go ahead and win the championship at WrestleMania by defeating Triple H for the world title at WrestleMania 21. So now we're getting something, you know, very similar, very similar to the whole thing with Warlow. He's a big man. He's strong. He's defeated almost everyone that got in his way. So now... There's going to be a possibility, and I don't see it right now, but somewhere in the near future, we're going to see Warlow turn on MJF. It's going to happen. Not now, but it's going to, you know, come off the, come off the way it is. So the main event is going to go with Warlow in this one. He's going to defeat Matt Seidel in the match over Winter is Coming. All right, so the next matchup here is a no-disqualification match between Akad Uchida and Serena Deeb. These two have been going at it for quite some time. I think this is the one-woman's match that everyone's looking forward to checking out. And this is going to be interesting to check out here. So this one's going to be tough because a, I like Shira. I like I like Serena D because she was a former NWA women's champion. Uh, this is going to be tough to call. But if I were to call this matchup... Boy, uh, we know that Serena Deeb had an injury done to her at the hands of Akarushira, and uh, well, um, man, I honestly I would hate for Serena Deeb to win. I really do, but I have this feeling that we're going to see Akarushira win. I I think for if this is a no disqualification match, this is going to be this. You you figured this would be straight up of uh, Serena Deeb's uh, alley. You would you would think that. But I think this is gonna be more of a you know, setup here. Because simply because, you know, she's got the kendo stick going, she's got that, there's always that that one stupid move where she goes ahead and uses the chair to advantage to take out her opponent. And no doubt, and, and this is something that I'm gonna to have to call, unfortunately, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Vicky Guerrero or anybody else involved get involved in this matchup between Akaroshira and Sarita Deep. So the main event is going to go with um, Akarushira to defeat Serena Deeb. That's going to be interesting to check out. Can't wait. So that's going to take place in the event. Main event is going to go with Akarushira. The next matchup: MJF, who uh, who? Let's see, MJF versus Dante Martin. With both Sean's, what is he? Uh, I mentioned Sean Spears and um, Warlow. They're going to be in MJF's corner. And Dante Martin is going to be on the other side. The winner of the match is going to win the AEW Diamond Ring. So this one's going to be interesting here. You guys have known about the situation involving CM Punk and involving MJF. Now, this is going to be pretty interesting here because, as most of you guys know, if you guys had an opportunity to check out Dynamite from last week... It was a hero's welcome for MJF. It was interesting because the beginning of the match, or the beginning of uh, TNT, Dynamite, all of a sudden, here's CM Punk coming down to MJF's music. I'm like, really? He's coming down to MJF's music? That's fucking badass. The crowd was booing the living shit out of CM Punk. I mean, it it was bad. Simply because they're in Long Island, New York, CM Punk is from Chicago, Illinois, and and basically, you know, CM Punk, heel CM Punk came out and basically, you know, was telling everybody how bad the Islanders are, you know, cuz the Islanders come from New York City. So, uh the Blackhawks are a lot better than the Islanders. That's what uh CM Punk referenced to. As a matter of fact, uh you know what? I think can we play it? You know, just go ahead and get this out of the way here. So, that way everybody can see what's about to happen here, let me go ahead and put this down here just so we can get everything all set up here okay because um like I said we're talking about mjf obviously we're talking about the whole thing with um cm punk okay here's the beginning of it right here now this was from last week all right and you're gonna get a you're gonna get a good taste of how this goes so here comes cm punk right now coming down the aisle and Well, at first, we thought it was going to be MJF. That's what we thought. But instead, it was CM Punk. Here's how it went down.
3: And what a horrible way to start our broadcast. Hey, come on, I like MJF. Uh That's one of you. Oh, this is MJF's hometown. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. (laughs) What the hell? Look at this. Wait a minute, that's not MJF. That's that Punk, CM Punk. The one and only CM Punk is here. CM Punk, who engaged in a caustic war of words with MJF over the last few weeks. Why the hell would Punk hijack MJF's? (laughs) Beautiful entrance. It's but, not very nice. You know, we, we talk about mind games, and MTF, the master of mind games. Well, while we have this break in the action, I want to remind everybody that our presenting sponsor, State Farm, is with us here tonight. State Farmers are part of the AEW family. Consider letting them become a part of yours, like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Wow! I, I don't think anybody here in the UBS Arena. At Belmont Park, expected this. I didn't expect this. No, that shocked us all. And we talked about how uh, MJF was from Long Island. This is hometown. That's what they expected when they heard the music. And this is not quite the reaction I guess I would have expected for CM Punk. But as you said, Taz, he's walking into enemy territory here. He's from Chicago, Punk. Yeah, you know what? He's used to hearing booze throughout his career. <laughs> it's nothing.
2: It's what are you something.
3: <laughs> It's nothing new, man. I mean, listen, he's been on both sides of the aisle. We know that, but
5: that's all you got, man. Chicago is so much louder. See,
3: I'm saying,
5: pulling no punches. I love it. Seriously, that's all you got? Somebody called Barry Trotz. I figured out why the Islanders have yet to win a game in
3: this building.
1: Wow.
3: See, that's not right. That's oh, a low blow. Right. I'm an Islander fan. That's a low blow. That's from a Chicago Blackhawks fan right there. Low, low blow. Should I continue? No. Well,
5: y'all certainly don't disappoint, unlike your guy, MJF. And that's why I'm out here. He is your guy, right? This is your guy?
3: Well, that's a tough question,
5: I guess. man. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, the four-pillar oh. shirt, but one pillar notably replaced. I just wanted to make sure that your guy, the one you're gonna take up for, thinks that I can't put over a woman based on her accomplishments. Being a champion, but no, it's got to be about the TNA, right? It means I want to get in their pants. This incel, this is your guy? The guy that said to my face in my hometown, Chicago, Illinois, that he is better than Roddy Piper in Portland when he's not even as good as Roddy Piper in hell comes to Frogtown. This is your guy in my hometown. I stepped to him in his face and I said, let's do it right here, right now. He took his sport coat off. He took his watch off. He bowed up, and then he ran out of the ring. That was two weeks ago. One week ago. Oh, wait, oh, wait. I can't understand what you're saying. Just how, like, the Islanders can't understand how to put a puck in the net. Oh, wait a minute here. Come on! Scott knows what I'm talking about. He must be from someplace else.
3: Holy oh, no punches, buddy. The that
5: Islanders guy. beat Ottawa last night. That's like me beating QT Marshall two weeks ago. Q.T. is my friend, too. This a- what you want? This what you want, MJF? That's your guy?
3: Pride and joy of playing New Long Island, MJF. <coughs> so here's what
5: I, I want. I wanted to come out here and see how you guys would react to all this. I'm a little bit taken back that that's your guy, but I understand. See, when I was a kid, I hated Dennis Rodman just like the entire city of Chicago did because he played for the Detroit Pistons. And then in 1995, all of a sudden, Rodman played for the Bulls. Rodman was my guy. That's my worm. I understand MJF is your worm. So I'm not mad at you. I just feel a little bit sorry for you. I'm letting everybody here know right now I have my eyes set next week on the AEW Championship match. The champion, Hangman Adam Page, goes against the dragon, Brian Danielson. And I want next, and I gotta believe that your guy, your hero, MJF, he wants next too. But that's the thing, there's this thing between me and him right now. And I think we gotta settle that before one of us probably me, let's be honest, goes on to fight for the AEW title. I've tried twice to get him in the ring right now, but he runs. And you guys wanna cheer that? That's on you. You can look yourself in the mirror and sleep at night. That's fine. I know what this looks like to an outsider. It's two guys arguing, and they can't tell who the idiot is. Everybody in Chicago knows the idiot is MJF. I propose me and him settle it, just like I said the week before, just like I said two weeks ago. I don't want to deal with Sean Spears. I don't want to have to look at Wardlow. I don't want to have to deal with FTR. It's between me and MJF, who, by the way, stooped as low as to bring my dog Larry into this. What? And Larry has more balls than MJF, and he's neutered. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. So you have wasted enough of my time. But let's be honest, I am having fun. If that is your hero, if that is who you want to back, I understand seeing as the Islanders haven't won anything since about 1984. So I'll lay out the challenge. I want MJF and I want him one-on-one and I don't want him to run anymore. I don't want him to run like you do in Long Island. I want him to stand and fight like they do in Chicago.
3: He's getting out of hand here, Punk, in my opinion. I got to be honest. Well, I never liked him. Still don't like him.
5: And I don't really have an out for this, but neither does he, because the gauntlet has been thrown down. MJF versus CM Punk. I'll do it right here tonight. I don't think he'll agree to it. I don't think there's a man in this building that would agree to it. To me, if that's your guy and that's who you back, you're all chicken shit. Oh.
3: What the hell is going on here? Why is punk gonna act like this? The hospitable people here in New York. Hospitable? Yes. This was all brought about by MJF. Coming directly at CM Punk. And how else do you expect Punk to respond? There's no reason to disrespect the beautiful people of New Island. I understand MJF is hated universally. Come on. Well, I understand they are wonderful people here. I have a lot of friends in this area. But when you come out and you put signs like MJF is a role model, what is wrong with you? Well, oh, some people here are confused. I, I understand what you're saying. are the from the South Shore.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that was beautiful. There was, there was nothing more beautiful than hearing a CM Punk, a heel CM Punk, in the middle of over in Long Island, New York. And that was just crazy. But so back to the whole MJF thing. So let me get right this out of the way here real quick. Okay, so we know MJF, on that same night, he went ahead and won the... um the Diamond Ring Battle Royal, okay? And, ba- and basically, it was also swerved to this whole thing, and we're going to step, uh, step aside for the MJ part out of the way, MJF part out of the way. Dante Martin, who we know was uh, part of a tag team a long time ago, and then he teamed up with, um, with Leo Rush, and then all of a sudden he signed with Team Taz, and then it became, let's see, the final three individuals, Dante Martin, MJF, and Ricky Starks. So then we were thinking the same thing that we were, you know, I was thinking that I had this strange feeling that Dante was going to throw him out of the ring somehow. I don't know why, but he did it. He did it. He went ahead and threw, and threw Ricky Starks out of the ring, and Taz is upset about this. Okay, here's the confusing part, and and, and follow along with me on this one, if you will. So, Dante Martin signs a contract, signs a contract, right? And goes ahead and decides, okay, screw it. We've got him. Dante's a part of Team Taz. Everything's all cool. But I kept telling people over and over again, don't believe in the fact that he just signed a piece of paper. Believe the fact that something's gonna go down. Now, unless he's really a part of Team Taz, why hasn't he attacked Leo Rush yet? Every single week, you know, ever since he signed with Team Taz, I kept expecting Dante Martin to attack Leo Rush. Even when they were in the Battle Royal together, they didn't even, they didn't even, well, they were close to each other, but they were not there. So by the time Leo Rush was already out the building, out of the ring and everything, it was down to the last three. And I'm thinking, okay, MJF's in serious trouble. There's Ricky, there's Ricky Starks on one side and there's Dante Martin on the other. He's going to go, they're both going to go ahead and attack MJF and throw him out of the ring. And Team Taz's part, they thought that it was going to be these two competing one-on-one for the ring. But instead, it's going to end up Dante Martin going up against MJF because Ricky Starks was eliminated at the hands of Dante Martin. So at Winner's Coming, This coming Wednesday night on Dynamite, it's going to be MJF, who's going to be defending his ring for the second year in a row, or third year in a row, and he will take on Dante Martin for the ring. Now, this one's going to be interesting because there's a bunch of scenarios you have to look at in this one. Okay, one scenario you got MJF who's having his problems with CM Punk, and CM Punk had just said that he's going to get his hands on the AEW World Championship, which that could happen. That could happen. But at the same time, also MJF, don't be surprised if he becomes a part of the title picture as well. Could be extremely, extremely, extremely interesting. Now, Dante Martin, what does he have to gain out of this whole thing? Dante Martin, who basically, in their minds, is swerved, right? Is swerved from the whole thing. Here's, here's what I'm, looking at here if he really signed the contract and he's really part of team taz what the hell does taz have to complain about they're still gonna get the ring that's the whole point of it taz was extremely upset extremely mad how everything went down and everything right so i'm like okay so what the fuck does he have to be upset about Okay, Ricky Starks was thrown out of the building. Okay, thrown over the ring, over the top rope or whatever. He's eliminated. So now you got a member of Team Taz going after the ring. Apparently Team Taz didn't think so. They were thinking, this is what they were thinking. They were thinking that they wanted Ricky Starks to go after MJF. But they got Dante Martin. They feel it's a swerve, but to me, I don't think it is. But... You never know. I mean, this could be a trickery. So, who am I going to pick in this match? Who am I going to pick to win? (sighs) This one's a tough one because instincts would tell me that Dante Martin should win and take the ring away from MJF and he should win it. And then there should be something between Team Taz and Dante Martin and Leo Rush. But we don't know for sure. We don't know the situation. We don't even know what the hell's going on here between these two, so it's going to be interesting, so who do I pick, who is the main event's choice, who am I going after, hmm, okay, I think the main event, uh, and, and this is just for crazy kicks, unless something changes or unless something goes on, I'm going to pick MJF to win the diamond ring for a third time this year. Let me explain. If you look at this scenario closely, I think it would be best for MJF to get the ring back. That's it. I think you should hold on to it. Now, this feud between CM Punk and MJF is going to be extremely interesting. So I think MJF is going to walk away with the ring, while Dante Martin is going to be having problems with Team Taz, because no doubt they'll probably interfere in the match. They probably will, and then maybe Leo Rush will get involved somehow, you know, helping Dante Martin. Something's going to happen at Winter is Coming between these two, but I'm going to go with MJF simply because I think he should get the ring back for a third time, and I think he's going to have his issue with CM Punk, unless CM Punk cost him the ring at Winter is Coming, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, we're going to we're going to continue on with this whole thing with MJF and CM Punk in a moment because now that I pick MJF to win, now we move on to the next matchup, which is going to be for the AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page to go up against Brian Danielson for the, you know, AEW Championship. This one is once again another interesting scenario. Here's why. Hangman Adam Page, who has come back from maternity leave because, you know, we all know that he had a baby and everything else like that, goes over and wins a battle royal and then moves on to full gear, defeats Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship full gear. Then you got Brian Danielson, who was in a number one contenders match to determine who would be the man to take on the AEW World Championship. It originally, was supposed to be Brian Danielson against John Moxley, and we know the whole story involving John Moxley, and we know how that story went down, and we wish nothing but the best for John Moxley, and we hope he comes back very, very soon. So his replacement was Miro, which was the right call, was the very right call. Then, of course, we know what happened. Miro lost the match to Daniel Bryan, and now he becomes the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Now, since then... Hangman Adam Page and Daniel Bryan have both had their confrontations. Now, Bryan Danielson has pretty much kicked the head, as he said, off of all the members of the Dark Order, almost all of them anyway. It went from, uh, let's see, I think it was Evil Uno first, then Colt Cabana, and then uh, I forgot who the other one was. I know the last one was... uh, uh, Silvers? John Silvers? that That's what that dude's name is? That midget guy? You know, he looks like a midget and everything, but anyways. So now it comes down to the last two. It's going to come down to Hangman. It's going to come on to Brian Danielson. Now, who do I think is going to win this match? Now, this one's going to be an easy one, but you're going to see an interesting scenario on my part. So listen to this. The main event is going to go with Hangman Adam Page to retain the championship. It's going to happen. Now, you're going to see something that may happen. This is just a prediction. This is just a thought. Okay. Now, the thought is Hangman Adam Page is going to have his match against Brian Danielson, right? And we just talked about MJF and CM Punk. And CM Punk wants to go after the AEW World Championship. Now, follow along with this if you can. Now, Brian Danielson winning the AEW World Championship would be great. It would be great, but I don't think it should happen at Winter is Coming. No, I don't think it will. If anything, it needs to happen at the next pay-per-view. At at Revolution, which is going to happen around March time, right around the month of WrestleMania. Well, actually, WrestleMania's month is on April, right? So, Revolution is going to happen on March in 2022. Now, follow along with me we got a scenario where you got Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson competing for the AEW World Championship, while you got another scenario where you got CM Punk and MJF having a little feud going and could possibly compete for the AEW World Championship somewhere in the future. Now, what happens when you combine these two scenarios in one place? It's simple. You've got a fatal four-way match... To determine who would be the AEW World Championship, a champion, I'm sorry, at Revolution. Think about it. My prediction, I'm still going with Hangman Adam Page to retain the title, okay? But say you got Brian Danielson, Hangman Adam Page, CM Punk, and MJF at Revolution. You got these four individuals competing for the AEW World Championship. This will be interesting to to follow along here. Now, I don't think that's what anyone's thinking at this point, but, you know, just keep an open mind. Just keep an open mind all the way, because to me, if Hangman Adam Page retains the title at Winter is Coming, and then somehow MJF and CM Punk get their, you you know, get their feud going, uh, because obviously a lot of people want to see this one-on-one match, but I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Maybe Revolution would be perfect. Revolution would be perfect, but I think it would be better at Double or Nothing. But we'll discuss that when the time is right. But I'm thinking on, and Winter is coming. What well, we'll, we'll talk about Winter is coming in a minute because I'm thinking I'm think, I have a lot of these things in my head that I'm thinking about. Where I could see the championship still in Hangman Adam Page's hands. I see Brian Danielson still going after Hangman Adam Page. And then you go ahead and add CM Punk and add MJF and make it into a matchup revolution. That could happen. But, as I stated before, I'm thinking ahead of myself. I'm thinking way too much about this. Because who knows? Hangman could take on MJF one-on-one. Or Hangman could take on CM Punk. It could be anything to take place at Revolution. But as I stated before, we're thinking ahead of ourselves. So, at Winter is Coming, for the AEW World Championship, as I stated before, Hangman Adam Page, to me, is going to retain his championship against Brian Danielson. Is it going to be a one-on-one match? Is it going to be fair? Is it going to be double disqualification? Is it going to be a double countout? Is somebody going to interfere in this match at AEW's Winter Is Coming this coming Wednesday night? We're all going to have to find out. We're all going to have to happen. You know, see this right here at on TNT, and hopefully we'll get a chance to find out exactly what's going to happen. Get a chance to check out TNT this coming Wednesday, AEW's Dynamite, AEW's. Winter is coming, is going to happen live Wednesday night on TNT. It should be epic, and if you guys got nothing to do on a Wednesday night and you want to chill out at home and check out some great wrestling action, AEW Dynamite is the place for you. Winter is coming, and to announce these matches one more time, a singles match, Warlord going one-on-one against Matt Seidel. Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb in a no disqualification match. MJF to go one on one against Dante Martin, and of course the AEW World Heavyweight Championship will be decided as Hangman Adam Page to take on Brian Danielson. Those are the matches, and and I believe, and I believe I heard, and this hasn't been official as of yet, unless something comes up and everything. We know that I think the TNT championship is supposed to be decided as well. I think the TNT championship uh the TNT championship is supposed to be decided. Sammy Guevara is gonna go one-on-one against uh Cody Rhodes. But that match has not been made official as of yet. But we'll see what happens you know, at Winter is Coming. If it, And if it comes down to it, I bet you anything Sammy Guevara is going to hold on to the title. And I bet you anything, you know, Cody Rhodes is not going to like it. And I bet you anything the crowd is going to boo the living shit out of Cody Rhodes. Have they been doing that for the last few fucking weeks? We know everyone is looking forward to, you know, just booing the shit out of Cody Rhodes. And, and, and look, I like Cody. Regardless, I like Cody. But Sasuke, you need to turn heel now. You cannot be John Cena. You can't. We can all agree upon that. But anyways, check out AEW's Winter is Coming live this Wednesday only on TNT. It should be epic to check out. Be ready for that. that was Metal Allegiance doing the song called We Rock as a tribute to Ronnie James Dio. And if you've not heard Metal Allegiance, Metal Allegiance is basically a a band full of several artists involved in this uh, project. As a matter of fact, they've done two albums featuring members of Testament members of Exodus. Uh, Also Chris Jericho took a part in this one as well. If you've never heard this, so yeah, listen to the Metal Legion songs. As a matter of fact, uh, I think uh, members of Pantera played in this one as well. So man, it was epic. You know, and you know, and the cool thing, the cool thing, if you've been hearing most of the music right now, you've I know you heard a hate Breach song and everything, and I think I heard uh I think I the song that was playing, and everything else like that. So I like it that I can go ahead and put on whatever music, whatever length I can go to, and go as far as I can with everything else like that. So As always, get a chance to listen to Metal Legions on YouTube, or you can listen to it on Spotify or Pandora or wherever it is you find your favorite music. Okay. We're almost at the end of the show here. My God, we're almost at the end here, but um, got a lot of stuff we need to talk about over here. Uh, Let's talk about what's going to happen. We talked about um, several, several stuff that's going on in professional wrestling. We've talked about Final Battle. We've talked about Winter is coming. We also know that WWE is going to be having their day one event that's going to happen live on pay-per-view on Saturday night, January 1st of 2022. And as always, these are the matches that are going to take place. And no doubt more matches are going to be announced along the way. Big E scheduled to defend the WWE Championship in a triple threat match against Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Also, Roman Reigns is scheduled to defend the Universal Championship at day one when he meets the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. uh, The SmackDown Tag Team Championship will be decided. As a matter of fact, there's going to be about two championships if things go according to plan here. So, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay Uso, are going to be scheduled to defend their Tag Team Championship against... King Woods and Sir Kofi of the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Also in a one-on-one match, Edge will go one-on-one against The Miz. And they did have, unless something changes over here, because they did have a match for the Raw Tag Team titles. And it was scheduled on here, but I don't think they added on here. But just to get it out of the way, the Street Profits, uh, I believe, let's see, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle of RK-Bro are going to be defending their Raw Tag Team titles at day one, if if it happens, against the Street Profits. So, uh, unless that happens on Monday Night Raw, then I'll never know. But I think that's going to happen at day one. But those are the matches that are going to play, take place at day one, coming up on pay-per-view on Saturday night, January 1st, 2022. What a way to... What a way to start the pay-per-view and everything else like that. And no doubt there's going to be several other things that are going to be happening around 2022, just to get it out of the way. We know the Royal Rumble's coming up on January. I believe it's on the 26th or 27th. We also got uh, NXT New Year's Evil. That's coming up as well. And of course, AEW. And just to go ahead and get this out of the way, because I never had a chance to talk about it on the uh, Winter winner is coming segment. TNT will no longer be having AEW on their show, but AEW has now made a home, or, I'm sorry, TBS is now going to be the home of AEW Dynamite, and I believe New Year's Smash is going to take place over at the TNT, or I'm sorry, TBS, you no know, so and also uh, i believe and until we find out some more information we know that the TBS championship will be decided we've got four women competing for the championship we got let's see uh Jane Cargill Jade Cargill will go one on one against Thunder Rosa and we got Nyla Rose taking on Ruby Soho and the winner of those two matches will compete for the TBS Championship, possibly at New Year's Smash over on TBS. So it should be interesting to check it out. So AEW Dynamite is going to be moving from TNT to TBS in 2022. That's going to be epic as well. The Royal Rumble is scheduled to happen in January. And so much more. There's going to be a lot. Oh, and also Hard to Kill is coming on uh, January in 2022. There's, so there's a... Gonna be a lot of stuff expecting to happen over in 2022, so be ready for all that, guys. Okay, so we're down to one last thing we got to talk about, and we're gonna go ahead and get this out of the way as soon as we can. So just to get this all set up and everything else like that. Let's see here. I... Damn it! I had it here. Where'd it go? <laughs> Uh, I was trying to program something over here, but apparently I made a mistake here. So here we go. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so we got one more note to talk about over here on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Um, Big congratulations are in order right now. Yes, uh, you guys have probably heard the news here. And I'm looking at this right here on the WrestlingInc.com right here. They posted out this website. This took place on November. Oh, I'm sorry. On December 12th, which was on Sunday, photos of WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page gets married. Yes. Diamond Dallas Page gets married. WWE Hall of Famer uh, Diamond Dallas Page married his girlfriend of two years, Paige McMahon. And no, no relation to Vince McMahon or Shane McMahon or Stephanie McMahon. Just to get that out of the way. So, last Thursday, December 9th, her name uh, is now Paige. Paige. P- 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 <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, uh, this has got to be funny here. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. So, let me get this straight. Diamond Dallas Page is going to marry a woman that had a last name by the name of, of McMahon, but now is going to be officially called Paige. So... Her name is Paige McMahon, so she's gonna be known as Paige Paige. Paige. Diamond Dallas Page. Meet Paige Page. Paige. Turn the page. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot believe that. Okay, so he's gonna marry it. Paige is going to be a Paige is gonna be a page and everything else like that. Okay, so Paige McMahon is a retired adventure athlete. The wedding was a surprise to Paige. DDP and his daughter Brittany uh, organized the wedding and rented out the hotel in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, DDP and his daughter created a false invitation to a friend, a red and white Christmas theme party. He then invited uh, 115 of the couples, closest friends and family, to uh to a very real black and white wedding. The guests of the wedding uh included WWE Hall of Famer, Rob Van Dam, uh Katie Forbes, Mark Merrow, uh Harold the Ice Train Hodgett, Enzo Big Cast, Ace Austin, Eric Watts, uh Core TV analysts, Julie Grant, Gia Miller. And Hollywood Yates. Uh, let's see, uh, Wrestling Inc. received the press release below regarding the wedding. It says here, WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page sixty-five uh, surprises girlfriend of two years, retired. Blah blah blah. We just talked about that. Yes, DDP threw a surprise wedding. Of course, he did. Page and his daughter. Uh, eventual. Uh, let's see into. Uh, I can't even read this correctly here. Event planner, um, Brittany Page organized the roast or the thing or whatever. Uh, just trying to. Sorry, I was trying to roll out this what. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to uh, do something right here, but anyway, it says here. Uh, let's see. They rented out uh, the the dwell. That's what it's called over in Chattanooga. Creating a false advertisement wedding. Um, let's see. Came. Let's, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to read all this and everything else like that. Um, was there any more information after that? No. Shit. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, oh, my God. Let me try this one more time just to get this out of the way because... <laughs> Uh, something happened and everything else like that. But it was, it says the rent out of the entire banquet hotel, uh, created a false invitation. Friends, red and white Christmas theme party invited 115 people, couples and yada, yada, yada. Okay. Corner and hot of the party. Um, uh, man, more, a uh, red backless seat, evening gown. Okay. That's fine. I, but, well, that's not for me to worry about, but it was page war. Um. Okay. So it's basically among the guests. Yada yada yada. After declaring, you may kiss the bride, bro. Doctor, Doctor Asia Andrews, who performed the ceremony, introducing Mr. and Mrs. Diamond Dallas, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dallas Page Page. Uh. And believe it or not, yes, her name is now Page Page. Now, and just to get this out of the way here because uh, it's interesting because her first name is Paige but it's spelled and, and just to get this out of the way her her name is Paige which means it's P-A-Y-G-E that's Paige the other one is Paige which is P-A-G-E not to be confused with the other page from WWE's Diva, Total Divas, as in P-A-I-G-E. My god, we got a lot of pages here. Fuck. I'm surprised I didn't play that song from Metallica or that, that old school song. You know, now here I am on the road again. And turn the page. <laughs> oh god. So Anyways, big congratulations go out to Diamond Dallas Page and his lovely wife, Paige, Page. Pa-
3: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's going to be getting hard getting used to in this one. Okay, so Diamond Dallas Page, congratulations, go out to him and his wife, Paige. Now they're called the Paige. And he's married to a Page, who her name is Paige. And I know I'm going to go ridiculously stupid as I'm saying all this stuff. But anyways, big congratulations go out to Diamond Dallas Page for marrying his girlfriend of two years. Um, We here in the main event talk want to go ahead and say, uh, you know, congratulations to Diamond Dallas Page and his wife and everything else like that. So, yep. He's married to a page page is married to page and her name is (laughs) page. Oh God, I'm going to be going on this forever. Okay. So that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the main event talk podcast. Once again, guys, before I go ahead and go follow the main event. Oh, before we go ahead and talk about my plugs and everything else like that, uh, follow, let's see, don't forget to check out the two events that are going to be taking place over at Richard's billiards. Uh the Tony's Twisted Christmas Spectacular is gonna take place live Friday, December 17th. The main event will be there for that. Also, um the Krampus Night event that's gonna take place on Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday, live Saturday, December 18th. Remember, it's gonna be a cold, dark chill It's gonna happen over at Richard's Billiard to be there for that event as well. Follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. We are still in the works of trying to get my main event talk Facebook page up and running right now. It is deleted, but I believe on the 14th, it should be officially deleted. And then hopefully we get everything up and running and we should be able to get the main event talk Facebook page up and running by at least 2022. So, Hopefully, you guys will give, be given the detail about what's going on and everything else like that. And if you want to be my friend on Facebook, as I always say, proceed at your own risk. So, once again, the main event has done it again. I've put everything together. We've talked about Ring of Honor's final battle. we talked about Winter is Coming. We've talked about the Richest Billions event. we talked about all those events and much more. And it was more than two hours. It's probably a little bit longer than that. But I just want to say thank you very much for listening to this episode. And I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Hopefully before Krampus Night, which will be on the 18th, Saturday, December 18th. Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can... And I want to, any questions, enough said, and to go ahead and say it to Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, thank you very much for Final Battle. Thank you very much for a great pay-per-view. And I hope you guys come back real, real soon in 2022. Honor, no matter what, will always be (laughs) real.